0: Mike Murphy, uh-huh. Fred Hubner, Murph and Fred, back together again on ESPN 1000.
1: And hey, Fred, you could have shot three consecutive free
0: throws, just like when you were uh, you know, back in grade school, right? Uh, I don't know. At Our Lady of the Mount uh, in, in Cicero, I may have missed two or three, but, you know. <laughs> Zach, Zach Levine, free throw, free throw, free throw,
1: nothing but net, nothing but net nothing but net. He wouldn't have had to run laps like you did back in Cicero if you didn't make, what, 7 out of 10 or something? Yeah, you told he had to he make once? 7
0: out of 10. Uh huh. He made 10 of 11 last night, and that I helped. I grew up in Cicero. There's not too much I believe
2: in unless I see it. Yeah, Hi, no everybody,
1: doubt. Murph and Fred. Beautiful. Well, beautiful because right now it's not, not snowing. So uh, hope you're out and about. Stay with us. We'll be here for the next three hours. Lots of Bulls talk. Now, Nick Friedel, our Bulls guy, we said Nick, sleep in a little bit. It's a late start, big game. Oh, a lot to talk
0: about. Nick Friedel in the eleven o'clock hour. Those late starts can kill you. I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> we'll pepper in plenty of Cubs and Sox and uh, Bears. I don't know if we're going to pepper
0: in much Blackhawks or not. But three three two three seven seven six. They haven't been doing much pepper in uh, the puck into the net either, and uh, because of that, they're they're screwed. Yeah, that's
1: exactly right. Yep. Uh, Tell you what, let's do this first. And uh, Felix the Cat, Felix Reyes, uh, running the show for us today. Thank you, Felix. Appreciate it very much. And uh, let's do this. Let's start off with a look at our uh, Murph and Fred Fan Focus Group Twitter poll for the uh, first half hour here. Let's see, 9 o'clock. All right. Now, vote now, or if you want to phone in, we're going to get right on the bulls. In, in Major League Baseball. All right, I, I like the way this one's worded, Fred. I don't know uh, yeah, who of came up you with do. this clever wording. Uh, hey, where's my Globetrotters music there? Give me a little background, a little Twitter poll music when you get a moment there, Felix. Oh, love it. Now it's officially Twitter poll time. 15 of the 30 Major League Baseball teams are tanking mm-hmm. this year. Roll that around in your pipe and smoke it again. Fifteen of the 30 Major League Baseball teams this year are tanking A, that's good for baseball, B, that's bad for baseball. All right? Pretty simple. Very simple. Vote right now at ESPN 1000.
0: Hmm. You heard what Scott Boras had to say yesterday about that? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know if I did. He said that uh, if MLB teams can charge extra for high-profile matchups, you know, mm-hmm. with this, with the way they price tickets, yeah, they should demand uh, fans should demand lower ticket prices for games featuring two tanking clubs. Oh, he's right. Yeah, he's exactly right. He said it will be like Military Day. Come see the two tanks. So a lot That's of teams right. are doing it, and he's right. They have that, He's
1: going to have his own parade.
0: Yeah, they have that special pricing, dynamic pricing, they call it. Uh huh. And when <laughs> you know, when the Cubs are playing the Cardinals, the ticket prices are higher. Well, when the Cubs are playing the Phillies, they should be lower.
1: <laughs> they're giving them away. Yeah. Oh, that'll never happen where they're giving them away. All right. So last night, I don't want to get too excited, but I am. All right. I'm not a tank guy. Uh-huh. I'm I'm anti tanking we know that we've gone through that. You know, I'm a little proud to say I was the first one about what five, ten years ago to start pointing out how the draft and tanking. Well, now it's becoming more and more obvious that you know there's going to be a reason someday where the leagues make some changes.
0: Well, just so you know. To prevent teams from, uh, you know, trying to lose. The non-tank last night cost the Bulls a game. They are now three games away from Atlanta, the worst team in all of the NBA. The win last
1: night, Fred, I also believe, uh, has now propelled the Bulls downward.
0: And they are now the eighth... Worst. They were eighth going in last night. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were eighth going in, so they're still eighth. They didn't lose or gain any ground. No, but... there's a three game. <laughs> there's a three game gap between number eight and number nine right. uh, as the worst. And I, I mentioned this last night when I was working with Chris Black. They've got to change the standings in the paper. Nobody cares who's in first. We want to know how close the Bulls are to be in the worst record. So print it upside down. Print it upside down uh, in the conference. So right now the Bulls are eighth with a nineteen and thirty five record. The Knicks are three games back of them uh-huh. at 23 and 33. So the Bulls could, you know, they're eighth right now. The good thing, though, is New Orleans is out of a playoff spot, so they are 14th. That's the Bulls' Whoa. pick.
1: and uh, So the Bulls
0: also get 14 after that trade.
1: It's non-protected one through. It's protected one through five.
0: One through five, yeah. right? Which, which there's, there's no way. Is. Yeah, right. there's no way New Orleans can be that bad. The rest of the that season. That whole protected thing that shouldn't be allowed. It's confusing, but this one's a little bit easy. Well, I know. Yeah, this one's easy to figure out. That's the only reason you and I understand. Well,
1: besides it. the fact it's confusing, it still ought to not be allowed. Anyway.
0: Yeah, no, so I agree.
1: The story is, it's Levine. It's Zach. Zach Levine. So last night I jotted this down, maybe a little. Hyperbolic. I don't know. Maybe a little too much hyperbole here. Most exciting and competitive game of the year for the Bulls. That's just me. Most competitive and exciting game of the year. If you watched it from wire to wire, the Bulls are down by 17. 17 points. Early what? In the third quarter? Third quarter, yep. So you have the most exciting competitive game of the year. And uh, Zach Levine matched up against uh, Jimmy Butler. I mean, everything was there. You had the bread, the circus, you had the excitement, the irony. You had everything you needed for a sporting event. The tribute to Taj and uh, Jimmy on the screen. And uh, they, though we didn't
0: see it, it was during a break. Uh, they also said uh, Tibbs was involved in that. Yeah, he wasn't involved in it because uh, the Bulls put it out online. It's like two and a half minutes, which is longer than I thought it was going to be. No, Tibbs? I I didn't see it. Yeah, no, not in the thing. It just said, welcome back to uh, Jimmy and Taj. Well, the TV people who did a great job.
1: ESPN carried a game last night. What's his name and what's her name? But they did a great job. And Dave Pash,
0: he actually worked here a long time ago. Really? Yeah. All right, cool. Dave Pash and Doris Burke and then Cassidy Hubbarth on the sidelines. Doris was terrific. Yeah. She She was very good.
1: Even though nobody knows anymore when it's traveling and when it's not. Oh well it's never
0: traveling, let's just say it that way. Well we had both sides.
1: I know that you watch the game,
0: but you sometimes don't have the sound
1: up. I never do. So there were,
0: but I still like Doris Burke. Uh,
1: I don't want, uh, to make this thirty seconds because we want to talk about the Bulls and Levine. But so there was two or three in a row, and uh, everyone's mad now. There were times when they traveled and there was no call. Then there were times when they didn't travel and they called it and they called it traveling. And each time the TV people had it wrong. Okay, in my opinion. Hey, I used to referee 8th grade basketball at the LaGrange YMCA. Yeah. Okay? I know traveling. Yeah. So they go, that wasn't traveling. And I'm thinking, well, yes, it was. And then the TV people go, oh, that that was traveling. I go, no, it wasn't. And the refs were you know, flipping the coin out there. But let's take a look at what happened last night. So Zach Levine, in uh, his uh, biggest game uh, of his career, and everyone watching the matchup, the uh, Timberwolves back with... Uh, as we mentioned, you know there he is. The coaches back, the star players back, the role players back, and our new guys are there. And the game was compelling. Yep, it was exciting. It was the old sit on the end of your uh, chair. So Zach Levine ends up with thirty-five points. He's up to thirty-three minutes. He'll be off today, though, right, Fred Beck He's supposed to, to
0: be off today. That's what Nick said. Nick's going to join us later on in the 11 o'clock right hour.
1: You said supposed to be. I thought that was pretty much cut and dried by the Bulls. He will not play back-to-backs because of the knee rehab. That's what we heard.
0: Again, I'm saying supposed to be until I don't see him in, in uniform tonight. Really? Well, you know, stranger what? things have happened. It's a game where it's a game where you go up against Minnesota. Right. You could have lost this game mm-hmm. easily when you are down seventeen points. You start the fourth quarter with a, a lineup that that you, me, Felix, and two guys off the street probably could have beat, and then all no, of the, no, no, Minnesota Minnesota takes the lead again, and then all of a sudden, what what does Fred Hoiberg do? He puts all his guys back in, uh-huh. and Zach Levine goes off. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm waiting to see when the lineups are announced tonight. You know, Zach Levine's not supposed to be there. Uh-huh. But I, you know, I could be the first one to say, "Hey, there's Zach Levine." They said he wasn't going to play back to backs, but all of a sudden he is. So we'll see what happens. I
1: did that. Thank you, Felix the Cat. Felix in here trying to work on some uh, computer issues. Of course, with Murph. Everything on the computer is an it issue. Is an issue. Right. 3323776. Vote right now at ESPN 1000. 15 of the 30. That would be about one half, Murph. 15 of the 30 MLB teams are tanking. Vote now. A, that's good for baseball. B, that's bad for baseball. All right, so the Bulls win last night 114 to 113. And uh, we have the uh, three different uh, themes here, Fred. We have the tank. The trade and the arrival. Okay. All right? The tank, the trade, and the arrival for the Bulls all occurred last night. Now, let's look at the tank. We touched on that. How did the Bulls beat a team last night that was 34 wins and 23 losses coming in? That would be Minnesota fourth in that tough Western Conference. All right. I understand all things are relative, there's got to be four teams in the top. Right. Not saying that these guys are on par with, you know, the first, second, or third teams. and But they were the fourth best record. Yeah, still are. In, fourth best record in the Western Conference. In the Western Conference. Yep. And uh, by the way, tonight the Bulls play uh, similarly. Washington Wizards here in Chicago. They're fourth best in the East. Yes,
0: they are. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the Bulls are so bad. There's How so- bad are they, Murph? Well, oh, I'm so sorry, mad. I thought it was a bit. And Nick Friedel. Uh-huh. We got a little Johnny Carson in exactly. you Ed, Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. you have been a great Ed McMahon. Uh huh. <laughs> three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. So Nick Friedel said last night, I think on your uh you were on with uh
0: Chris Black. Chris Black. Yep.
1: And uh, Nick did say, I got a good feeling about the Bulls game tonight. Last last night. Uh, I said, there's going to be a lot of juices flowing. These guys want to prove back to Minnesota, you know, that they were wrong to, to trade him, etc. All the old cliches. But then, you know, what Nick said, uh, he didn't say he picked a, predicted a win, but he said, I, I think it's going to be a good game. Close game. Yeah. You know, if you're a, a Vegas going guy, you would have read right between the lines and, you know, what Nick was telling you. But then the next thing he said, Fred, was, then I don't think it's going to be good the rest of the way. The rest of the season. Uh-huh. In other words, like the, the air will be out of the balloon. It's a one-day psych-up, jacked-up. Sure. You
0: know. Well, they have 28 games remaining right no. now.
1: But the rest of the way is not going to go well. So how do you beat a team that's fourth in the Western Conference, and now what? We're supposed to think that the tank is still in?
0: I'm sorry. Uh, the six-and-a-half-point favorites Minnesota was last night. I just really? To make sure. Yeah. Okay. So if you were taking those points, mm-hmm. going all the way to the bank. So if you listen to Nikki Free, you might have uh, said, gotta be close, we'll take the six and a half.
1: So how's the tank look so far? And I hope... I shouldn't say that. You'd be whatever type of fan. I always going to make the mistake, I hope you weren't one of those. No. I wonder how many of you were upset that they won the game. Oh, it, it was great until, until they won because the kids were playing great, there was excitement, Levine, the breakthrough night, and then... They win the
0: game
1: uh-huh. hey Felix let's let's say hello to Felix the cat
3: hey Murph you weren't Fred you yeah
1: weren't, you were not tell me you weren't that, uh, upset that they won the game last <laughs>
3: night <laughs> the game was good it was uh, Here we go. right at Here the very end the it was nail-biting and the pitch but <laughs> I like the plan that they've chosen to go uh-huh and I just felt that as close as the game is gone I wanted to see them not win the game.
1: Hey, you're
3: 90% in the majority. Don't get me wrong. I'm all in for seeing improvements on all these players, and we're seeing that. Zach Mm -hmm. Levine has grown so much. Mm -hmm. I know Chris Dunn is not playing right now, but we've seen improvements on him and uh, Laurie Markkinen as well. Laurie Markkinen has been playing excellent. So it's fun to see the kids improve. But, but, but I I want to see this plan moving forward and and so hopefully how, next year we can we can be where we want to be so how do you win how do you beat the fourth best team Felix in the
1: western conference and you don't have done was that just, so? It was just a fluke last,
3: fluky, goofy uh, aberration last night, uh, right? Is that uh... well, the pace of game that the Bulls play is very fast, and unfortunately, Tom Thibodeau doesn't have ah. the team that plays the defense like he used to have with they the Bulls. Play. Yeah, um, they don't play any. So defense. that's what's okay. affecting him a lot. So a
1: matchup victory, just correct, not uh, just a yeah. matchup win.
0: The Bulls, the Bulls defense, and uh, we heard those numbers last night. The Bulls defense is 26th in the NBA. The, the Timberwolves is 25th. Hmm. So even though they they got a lot of great young scorers uh-huh. and great young players with Wiggins and Towns and all this stuff and with Butler and uh, Taj, they, right. they can't play defense.
1: But just give the ball to Levine and get out of the way for the Tomahawk slam dunk.
0: Three and a half minutes without a field goal. Down five. Minutes 15 of the game clock. Levine. Wow.
4: So... Carl Anthony Towns, and this is a horrific closeout.
1: Yeah, but that's not enough. How about behind, behind the arc right there? Let's see.
0: Levine's eyes were at the rim, and it looked like it didn't take any effort for him to get there. Now he gets an open look at a three, and
4: cans it to tie the game. We're digging this. This is after the monster dunk time and space.
0: Highlights good on ESPN. She brought up, she said two words right there at the very end, which are very important She's to Fred Hoiberg's. Hoiberg's offense, mm-hmm. time and space. Um, they, they're always trying to get spacing, a good spacing right. for the three, and that's part of uh, Freddie Hoiberg's system, and they, they got it last night. And The nice part about Zach Levine, he can make his own space. Oh. He's quick. With the dribble, he can come, and he pulls up quickly. It was fun watching the battle last night between him and Butler in that fourth quarter. First step quickness? Is that what I'm hearing you say? He's got that, and he also gets up off the ground quickly, so it's tough for anybody to cover him. All right. After and again, that was probably one of his best games of all time.
1: Okay, so we have the tank, the trade, and the arrival. Okay, before we get to the the trade, let's do this. Let's go back. I don't have the sound here, but I will give it for you. After the game, always switch over. After the ESPN did the great job carrying the game, fun to you know get a different slant, a national slant, And, and then right back. To uh, Will Purdue and uh, Kendall Gill and Mark Chanowski because they do that thing now on uh, NBC Chicago Sports thirty minutes before, thirty minutes after they do pre and post, regardless right.
0: if they are actually carrying uh, the game. I would I would hope that they would continue during baseball, but I haven't heard them say anything. Oh, I I'd, I'd yeah. love to have Cap and who um, you know I'd love to have Cap on after the game. Even if the game was on Channel Nine, I'd yeah. love to have Chuck, Chuck Garfine and Bill Melton on. Mm-hmm. Even if the game was on Channel Nine, have not heard that yet from those guys over at NBC Sports Chicago, but it'd be a great idea. So I'm watching, uh huh,
1: and they're they're just bam, bam, bam. They're just giving you this, giving you that. Purdue, Kendall Gill back and forth, and all of a sudden, Kendall Gill says, <laughs> "We love Kendall." He was out with us what a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Now, let me just preface this. I'm. I think most all of you who have ever watched Kendall Gill and uh, Will Purdue know this. They are not homers. All right. They're paid indirectly by the Bulls. You know, they're employees of the Bulls because the Bulls own twenty percent. Well, technically, yeah. Of right. the station, and they well, probably have I to said, be okay. Well, indirectly, right. they're paid, but yeah. whatever. Okay, fine. So, but these guys, when it's bad, they tell you it's bad. When they see something they don't like, they tell you when they don't like it. So don't, after I say, oh, well, those are just shills. They're just company shills. I would say you're wrong. So, Kendall Gill and they're talking about Levine. And they're talking, now these guys played the game, all right? They're talking about Levine. And all of a sudden, Kendall Gill says, Like Mike, if I could be like Mike. Ooh, <laughs> Felix. Was that a little foreshadowing? <laughs> I guess you were watching Kendall Gill last night. So Kendall says, and they were talking about what you just were, Fred, first uh, step quickness, uh-huh. right? So Kendall Gill says, I was talking to Sam Smith. Now, he didn't say if he was talking to Sam Smith 20 years ago, 20 days ago, or yesterday, or 20 seconds ago. Right. I was talking to Sam Smith and I asked him what was Michael Jordan's best asset? And oh, okay. Sam Smith's been around the block. I think he saw every one of Jordan's games with the Bulls. Oh, yeah. Save maybe one or two if he was sick or whatever. So I asked Sam Smith what is Michael Jordan's uh, greatest asset? And he said first step quickness. Now, This is right as they were talking about Levine. Mm -hmm. First step quickness. So he wasn't making the parallel. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't saying, oh, he's the next Michael Jordan. No, he didn't
0: say that. They're going to pull his number down from the rafters, and all Uh of a sudden he's going to be wearing number 23.
1: However, he did feel judicious at that point to say what I just quoted him saying. So you got, I'll tell you this about ex athletes in general. But I think most all of them. The first couple years when after they've retired from this sport, they don't say boo about anything. They don't say anything negative about anybody playing the game. Right. Because there's still brotherhood. They still know the guys. They just played the game. Then there's a time around five years after when things start sort of leavening. And all of a sudden now, they'll be a little more critical.
0: Yeah, yeah, after they don't get their Hall of Fame induction. Right. (laughs) And after they don't know anybody playing anymore, Uh they won't get mad at them. Yeah.
1: But this was not the case. This was, you know, a lot of the great football guys around Chicago that break down uh, the Bears. Right. And we love them all. But a lot of them, after 10, 20 years, there's no one that can play like I did. And, and many of these, many times, it's true. Right. If you're talking, if it's a Hall of Fame type guy or a championship player. Sure. But Kendall Gill, it's also just as difficult. I'm trying to draw this uh, a line here, Fred. I believe it's also just as difficult, forget it's been out of the game 5, 10, 15 years, to give big compliments. Uh-huh. Where it was easier in the beginning. See what I'm saying here? I'm sort of doing a uh, drawing a line down the middle here. When they do the flip-flop from won't criticize anybody. To then ready to criticize everybody. It's very difficult, I found, for most ex athletes to really praise a current guy. So just to even draw the Sam Smith first step quick step quickness right. to uh, Levine, I-, I thought was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I-, I think that they're more they're quicker to, to praise than they are criticized. Because they know that if they praise somebody, they can't get in trouble with anybody. Uh, if they criticize, they can get in trouble. Uh, and uh, I'm not meaning trouble uh, yelled at. I mean, they can get, you know, it, it can go on a bulletin board or something. If they praise somebody, you know, a lot of times the players are expected to be praised. That's what they're out there for. The
1: guys were also saying that the star, uh, the, the true star player, and they're talking about Levine. Right. 35
0: points, 33 minutes. 25 in the second half. Uh, unbelievable. How about the three free throws? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He had missed it. If I'm not mistaken, his last, his time before that to the line, he missed one of two. He
1: had an O and a 1, yeah, on, yeah. The, uh, on the two.
0: Right. So when he got to the line with three, I wasn't 100% sure he was going to make all three.
1: Then he also had a, uh, two free throws when he made them both. They were back-to-back. Yeah, he only missed one the whole mark. game. Right. Yeah, 10 out of 11. Yeah. So here's what Will Purdue says. He says, the great players are the ones that can get to the line double digits. And, like you just said, 10 out of 11 at the line, free throw line, for uh, Levine. Yeah, well, it's like,
0: it's like Jimmy, too. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy was always that kind of guy I here. I thought you
1: said you weren't, they didn't have the sound up. No, I didn't. Okay, so Will Perdue says the last guy the Bulls had that could get to the line, double digits, was Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. So, everything last night for a, a big win, a fun win, I'll say the most exciting competitive game of the, of the year... Now, after the game, they have the ESPN's got the uh, reporter down on the court and they put the microphone up to start a game. Let's hear what uh, Zach Levine had to say.
4: Zach, you said you made it a goal of yours to prove that the deal that sent you here was not a lopsided trade. How motivated were you to beat that your former team tonight? It was, it was a big game, a lot of emotions. You know, it's really good seeing them, but uh, you know, it's competitive. We're very competitive, and uh, you know, it's the trade happened. You know, Jimmy and, and Taj really, really respected here. You know, hard, no hard feelings with me going away from the Timberwolves. So, you know, it's very competitive. I'm glad that we came out with the win. Speaking of that trade, it was a back-and-forth battle between you and Jimmy Butler down the stretch. How would you describe that matchup tonight? I mean, you just got to be tough. You know, he's a dog. I'm a dog. And, and, and you know, sometimes you got to battle it out. So, um, you know, we came through with some clutch plays at the end. And it's going to be another good game on the 28th when we were down there. this your 12th? game back you had a couple huge dunks a season high in scoring are you starting to feel like yourself again yeah my legs are coming back under me um it's tough coming off an 11 month injury but it's uh you know I put a lot of hard work into this and uh you know I'm starting to come back so I'm, I'm, I'm getting better and uh you know we're all getting rolling yeah you guys snap a seven game losing streak thanks to a lot of big runs there in the second half what was the difference ultimately uh, you know, we finally we finally locked down in the fourth quarter. You know, we've been having these lapses over the last you know stretch of games that we lost, where we were up and then we you know we let go of the rope. So you know, we finally clamped down and uh, you know got our things together and came out with the win. Congrats on the win! Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Highlights on the court, ESPN. I must say, ESPN.com, Chicago. No,
0: no. But ESPN a- TV, Cassidy Huberth, great job. He's a dog. I'm a dog. Fred, you're a dog. Is that good? Uh, I thought that was bad. No, it's a good thing. I, (laughs) I heard, I did hear, I had the game on for a while and, Uh and they were talking about, uh, Carl Anthony Towns and they said, Playing with Jimmy Butler, and he just said, "Jimmy's a dog because he will yell at the guys. He'll get the guy in the guy's face, and that's what Tibbs loves because they're all young guys on that team. And Jimmy's got to get it in their face and let them know that they're, you know, they're not doing the right thing." It's pretty funny too that he knew the date of the next game. I know. Yeah, uh-huh. I just went to look it up to make sure. Saturday, February twenty fourth at the Target Center.
1: You looked it up to make sure he was accurate. Yeah, we demand accuracy. On exactly. He had one thousand.
0: He must. He, he. He "You know, he <laughs> had it on his calendar, and he was right."
1: And uh, after the game, uh, when we—I know—we got to take a break. When we return, a few more things that will produce said about uh, Zach Levine. We'll have our guy Nicky Free, Nick Friedell, at eleven o'clock. We're going to shoehorn in plenty of other sports talk. Bowls of the story right now. Let's bring in uh, Felix the Cat. Felix,
3: our first uh, Twitter poll was: fifteen out of thirty MLB teams are tanking. Would that be fifty percent? That would be. All right.
1: What were the results? Is that good for baseball or is that bad for baseball?
3: 12% are saying that is good for baseball. 88% right. is saying
0: that is bad wait for a baseball.
1: Minute. Wait a minute. You mean the tide's changing? I thought tanking was the greatest thing ever. Oh, no, we see, love tanking.
0: No, no, no. See, tanking's good when it's your team that's tanking.
1: But when everyone's doing it, it then sucks. You know, wait a minute. Yeah. All of a sudden, the odds aren't so good.
0: Yeah. Just imagine how many teams in professional sports. What percentage you're tanking in all sports? Hockey. Well, hockey doesn't. Work. Basketball, baseball, football. How many teams are tanking? Well, probably at least fifty percent. Uh, close. Probably more in baseball, just because it's it's been proven that it works quicker.
1: <laughs> three three two three seven seven six. Uh, it's Murph and Fred. Here's our poll question for this half hour. Vote right now. The Bears should retire. Brian Urlacher's number 54. Simple. Just vote yes
0: or no. And While they're uh, at it, just retire all the 50s. Well, you're looking at my yellow pad again? <laughs> just retire all the 50s. Buffone at 55, along with Otis Wilson, you can do a two-way thing. Wilbur Marshall, retire them all. All the Bears linebackers would have single-digit numbers. Fred, you wrote my yellow. I got your
1: yellow pad. That's what happened. Vote now. Back in the flash. Murph and Fred till noon. At. Vote at. Vote at ESPN 1000. Saturday morning in Chicago. We'll get back on the Bulls beat in a few minutes. And at 11 o'clock, Nick Friedel will be on the Bulls beat again. Oh, I just can't get over it. You know, being a fan, to me, means getting excited and enjoying yeah. the game. And everyone's a fan, Fred.
0: Felix! Everybody's a fan in their own special way. Well, they all want to see their team do well. It's just some people want to see them win all the time, and other people want to see them win in three years. Well, how can
1: you root for the team to have a good game and then with 30 seconds to go, 10 seconds to go, oh, I hope Levine only makes one of the three free throws so the Bulls lose by one. So, Felix, we're not chiding you because you're 90% normal. You know, I'm 10% out of <laughs> no, step. No, I've Charlie. known Felix for a while.
0: He's not 90% I'm, normal, I, even, on a, even on a perfect day. I've
1: always been out of step, Charlie. Pride myself on that. I know. And and Fred's a great little uh, yin yang because it's a mix back and forth, and Fred's perfect because sometimes, Fred, I've, you know. Do you want to see the Bulls lose? I've never, I guess, flat-out asked you no, that. No.
0: no. I, well, I want to see them win their games and still get a high draft pick. I don't know how that's going to happen.
1: do! Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: so, Felix, yeah. Felix,
1: no. Felix the yes. Cat, Felix, Felix Yeah. doing a great job today. Thank Felix, you. Felix, let me uh, distill this down, okay? Okay. Did you enjoy the, okay, let's see if anyone tuning in right now, Felix, big Chicago sports fan, does a great job at the radio station, and uh, has already said earlier in the show, if you're just jumping in, that, oh, the, I love the game, it was great, the bullet was great until the last, you know, end when they when they won, because that hurts the Okay, we all understand that, and that's 90% of people.
3: Simple question, no parameters. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy the game? I enjoyed the game. The game was fun. It was a really good game to watch. But they won the game. How could you enjoy it? I can still enjoy the game and still see a plan play out. My my whole thought process on this whole thing is I know it's hard to say it. It's like you want to see your team lose. I mean, we saw it with the Cubs. Cubs had to lose a lot of game before they got better, Mm -hmm. and they got draft picks, and they got all these things. My thing is, in the NBA, I'm tired of mediocrity. I understand.
2: So many teams that just get to the first round and second
3: round. Excuse me.
1: If you use the phrase... It's hell to be in the middle. You'll be off the show for the next two and a half hours. Basketball hell, whatever. You know, please just don't say that. Okay.
0: It is bad for any team in, hate, in if any I sport. I hear
1: that one more time, I'm going to scream. In any sport, oh, screaming now. In
0: any sport, it's bad for any team to be in the middle. It's
1: hell. It's hell. We're in the middle. You
0: can't. Being in the middle is no good. No, no good. Now, because you're not winning and you're not losing. You're not losing enough and you're not winning enough to get in the playoffs. Right? However,
1: there's been a changing trend and i've picked up on this where now the numbers are stuck what were the results again of a a nine o'clock uh uh, uh, twitter poll was 50 percent of the big league baseball teams are tanking 15 of the 30 are planning to try to lose as many as they can a good for baseball b bad for baseball everyone used to love this and like fred said well, until every, unless it's not your team right. or everybody else is doing it. Yeah. Felix, is still have the wrong number. I'm always a wrong yeah. percentage,
3: rather. 12% think that it's good for baseball and 88% thinks that it's bad for baseball. So
1: 88% of the fans that just voted don't like tanking.
0: Don't just saying it's bad for baseball. They didn't say they didn't like it.
1: Ah, that's now, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. i cut three here, uh, Felix. Now... Who was, uh, was this uh, on the camp show? This was... Uh...
3: Jordan Cornett.
1: Okay. Now, I don't know that Jordan's uh, previous uh, history of his likes or dislikes for tanking, but there's a growing trend. There's a movement that I am now feeling where more and more people are starting to rebel, as predicted about 10 years ago by yours truly, Okay, that this is not going to work, that eventually the draft has to be changed tanking is fine because you're taking it tanking is gamesmanship where you're playing within the rules.
0: within the rules the same way the cubs did the same way houston did you play within the rules
1: but i've always said the rules have to be changed Uh the structure of the draft but now more and more people are starting to feel that you know what something's got to be done here
5: that business model has become so in vogue and some of these things are truly a process like the 76ers that went that far that way to get ultimately to a place where they're just starting to have some genuine interest. It's tough, but it's part of the business.
0: Yeah. Just, just look in our city, right? The Bears last year trying to lose. The Bulls we know trying to lose. The White Sox we know trying to lose. The Blackhawks are somewhere in limbo. And the only team that's making a real push to win is the Cubs. And you can say that across the board in every sports. I mean, if
1: you look at the NBA, what are there? Maybe six teams that possibly have a chance to win, and then everybody else is
0: going for the lottery? If you look at baseball, how many teams have a legit shot at the World Series? Maybe eight, and then everybody else is trying to get rid of salary and dumb down their rosters? It's kind of professional sports in that way is becoming a joke, and it's sad. I agree.
1: Stop. Agree anymore. Stop the tape. Danny Zetterman yep. and uh, Jordan Cornett. Now, it's a joke. They said tanking yeah. is a joke. What happened? Everyone loved tanking. But as Fred you so well said a minute ago, you said until it's yeah. Yeah, when it's your I'm,
0: team. Yeah, when you're when you're watching a sport and you go into a game and uh-huh. you know the other team's not trying to win, right. it kind of takes away any excitement if you if in fact your team beats that team because mm-hmm. the other team doesn't care if they win or lose. Uh, the organization, not necessarily or, the players.
1: Or if every team's doing it. Yeah. That was my real hope that someday some sport, twenty eight of the thirty teams. 29 of the 32 NFL. I was just waiting for that. Everybody would tank one year to see what would happen. Now, another guy is starting to change. Jesse. Did you hear Jesse this week? I did not. Oh, miss a little, miss a lot, Fred. Here's Jesse. And let's see. This was Wednesday at uh, 1039. So he would have been on with, with the cap. the, the cap now, yeah. right? All right, now here's here's a Jesse rant. Let's see if Jesse's starting to think that maybe this whole tanking thing is not a good idea. I don't
4: think fans should so easily accept a rebuild. I was for it with for the Cubs going back even a decade before they even did it. I thought because it's a big market team. That but it they also had a horrible win. infrastructure. Right. They needed everything overhauled. Agreed. That's my point. It should be a worst-case scenario. And the Cubs were in the worst-case scenario. I don't think every team should just be, oh, we didn't win this year, let's just tank the next five years. And and but fans are buying it. And they're buying the, the season tickets because they're buying into the, the hope of three, four years from now and they want to keep their season tickets. I, I'm okay with the rebuild, but just don't buy it so easily. And it's giving owners an excuse. So my point is ah. it's easy to criticize the players. There is another side. Let's not forget ownership deserves some criticism.
1: So Jesse
4: Rogers... Uh, I want to hug the little
1: guy. He says, uh, "Fans, come on! This gives owners an excuse." But he loved. But he also admitted. But I loved it when the Cubs did it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think he's. I. I think he was tying it in because of what's going on right now in uh-huh. in uh, in baseball and the free agents all not right, signing in that. Right. And I don't think I know the question about owners and collusions come up, and I don't believe there's a <laughs> bit of collusion in baseball. And I don't know if we'll get to this later. Sure. Owners are just getting smarter. Why are you going to pay a thirty-one-year-old guy six years for stuff he did when he was twenty-eight? Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that. There's no reason to. Just because it was screwed up and everybody made the mistakes before doesn't mean they can't correct it on their own right now. Three
1: three so. two three seven seven six. Area code three one two three three two. ESPN.
0: But I mean, it does get difficult when you're watching all these teams tanking. And think about it. If you watch enough baseball programs, people will tell you, have you seen how bad the Philadelphia Phillies have been the last couple years? Everybody is talking about how the Phillies are improved and they got a lot of young talent now. Good. Because they were bad. They they were bad. Uh, They were very bad. And now they're getting good. They made some trades. The White Sox did the same thing. They did it a different way. They traded their high-priced players not even their high-priced players for with long-term contracts uh-huh. away for other... not No other teams really did it that way. Rick Hahn's done it differently than a lot of people.
1: It's, it's interesting. I'm sort of uh, opposite of what you're saying a minute ago in that for the last three, four, five months, baseball, I have not felt that there was any conspiracy. Uh-huh. All right? Any collusion. The last couple of weeks now, I am starting to think there is. I am starting to think there is. It seems very... Now, people will say this. Excuse me. People will say this. Unless... And and I've read this, heard this from top people. Unless you can find an email or a wiretap and you can find out that there's proof. Well, they're not idiots. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be texting, uh, not, Rick not. Hahn's not texting, <laughs> uh, the guy at the Dodgers. What's his name? Whatever. They're not idiots this time. And say, well, right, because they were last time. Yeah. They're not saying, Hey, everybody. Uh, here's, here's, this is, uh, Rick Hahn. Let's all orchestrate a collusion. No, it's never going to be found anywhere. Let me just remind Cubs fans this. Tom Ricketts, God love him. Brought me a World Series. I have the T-shirt now. It says, now I can die in peace. Don't ever forget that the first five years he owned the Cubs. 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14. All right? Fifth place, fifth place, fifth place, fifth place, fifth place. All right? Three of those years were Theo. All right, fine. They had the plan, the tanking. It worked. But now... And there's quotes on record from a guy named Cullerton. And there's a million Cullertons in Chicago. There was Packy Cullerton back in the 30s and the 40s award boss. You know, the Cullertons, I don't know who they are. They're everywhere. Fine Irish folks like myself. He was the spokesperson, Cullerton, for Ricketts when they first took out, when he first bought the Cubs, Okay, Ricketts. And there's quotes out there everywhere still where Collerton says, speaking for Ricketts, and then they went to be fifth place, fifth place, fifth place, fifth place, fifth place. When the money is needed, we It'll will have it. Yeah. So, right now, the Cubs are worse than last year. I agree. Now, if they sign Arietta or Darvish or even Cobb or Lance Lynn, then they will be no better than equal from last year. And I've proven this and gone over it as many times. Lateral moves, they've replaced what they needed, except for uh, Ariana. They have not. So even if they replace Ariana, they're no better than last. Why aren't they signing one of these guys? Because Ricketts told us through his mouthpiece, Cullerton, in 2010, the money will be there when it's needed. Parentheses, because we're going to tank for five stinking years in a row. Then we win the World Series. God love them. 3 3, two, three seven, seven, yeah. six.
0: See, I, I disagree with one thing. I disagree. It's not as if the Cubs have not made offers or talked with Darvish and Arietta and Cobb and all these guys. They've made them offers. All these guys have offers on the table. You're J.D. Right. Martinez right. has an offer on the table. You know what? It's not an offer that they want to sign. I should have
1: said, you're right, hold that thought. I should have said, by opening day,
0: you know. They all have offers on the table right. that are better than they were making before, but they all want more. 30- 30 and 31-year-old guys want six-year deals.
1: Well, the owners want to give less. So you could just as easily say, these billionaires want to give less? Well, and the question... I mean, I'm not saying I'm taking sides either side, but it's just as easy... I can't remember... Who- say that when after, you know, you say, well, the players want too much. Well, the owners don't want to give enough. I mean, it's a it's a good little logic. No, 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 no. The,
0: the owners will give the money... They don't want to give the time, the length, the length right. of the contract. If someone called and, and I can't remember, someone asked Jesse this the other day. I think it was yesterday. They asked Jesse, they said, Jesse, if someone called up uh-huh. Jake Harrietta and said, listen, we only want to give you a four year deal, but we'll give you more per year than your best offer right now.
1: That doesn't help him because in year five, he'll be
0: out of him. He won't be pitching anymore right. in year five because right. right. he'll be 36 years old. So, so the team doesn't want to have to pay him when well, he's 36 years old. I just said
1: they'll give him more for the, each year for the four. Right. It's still the same bottom line.
0: Right? You're still adding up to the same amount of dough? Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is that he won't take it. He's making the same amount of money. Well, They're probably going to pay him. This, they just don't want to pay him for that fifth year. No,
1: th- okay. If they want to... Pay him a million over four or a million over five? Is that what you're saying? There, he's going to want the longer term. No, no, deal. then he'd want the million over. F- uh, I meant a hundred
0: million, of course. Right.
1: It's, it's a- Hundred million, we'll give you a hundred million over uh, four. He wouldn't say, "No, I want the hundred million over five. He wants
0: the hundred and twenty-five over over five. Oh, well, that's he million. wants yeah. you to throw in the extra money. Oh, yeah, and they don't want to do that. <laughs> and that's what he wants. That's what that's what he wants. That's what Scott Boris wants. Mm-hmm. That's what you Darvish wants. Uh, Chris Black was here yesterday with me, and he was saying he they listening to radio out in in uh, L.A. Yeah. and one of the L.A. guys says he heard that Darvish is just waiting for all the deals to come through. Yeah, he's waiting for the Dodgers to make one because that's where he wants to play now other people say that it's this close that the Cubs are about to sign Darvish so we don't know
1: I I know Jesse
0: will be here to break it for us I know
1: this to be I believe a a fact that uh, the guy that Theo wants is Darvish that's the guy he wants yeah doesn't mean that's the guy he's gonna get I'll just say I hope they're not thinking the all the owners let's wait till uh all-star break then we'll sign these guys and then we only got to pay them uh, one third of the dough.
0: Yeah, the sad part is that the best that Darvish pitched last year was against the Cubs.
1: Right? What if they are thinking that, or colluding? Yeah. What if they're saying, "Hey, on a day, All Star break, then we sign these guys. If none of us sign any of these guys till All Star break, we'll all still have the same. We'll all still have the same records.
0: When we'll you be two behind or two ahead of each other. Then we'll only pay them fifty percent this year. But you can't say that because the offers are already out there. The owners are willing to pay these guys. Uh, you can pull it. But they were, they're willing to pay these guys. They just don't want the money that they're offering. Hey, Felix, just for
1: fun, pull up, Google up, 1987 MLB baseball collusion. And you'll find that 28 uh, teams all got together. They were a little dumber back then. And they said, we're going to lower the money we're paying. And we're going to also, no pitcher gets more. Did you know this one? No pitcher gets more than two years. And no fielder Position guy gets more than three years. That was the collusion. Each team and they got uh, fined two hundred and eighty million dollars. Ten million dollars for each team went to the uh, to the players. Twenty eight million dollars, two hundred eighty million. They could divide up any way they wanted. Peanuts. Now it is. I know it is now. That was big dough back then. Back on the Bulls beat. Got plenty of socks and bears. will keep it. Chicago sports back in a flash. Last chance to vote right now. Bears should retire. Erlacher number 54, yes or no, vote at ESPN 1000. Welcome back. Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner, 9 till noon. We'll get back on the story of the day, the Chicago Bulls. An exciting, entertaining, compelling, maybe the most uh, uh, compelling, exciting, uh, competitive game of the year, I believe, for your Chicago Bulls. We'll get back on that topic in a few minutes. Bulls win 114 to 113 with all the sidebar stories. You got Tibbs back, you got Jimmy Butler, Taj. And the new guys in town on the other side. I was thinking about the Bulls here. There's something... uh, There was a song years ago. And, And so last night... After the game, and I'm making some notes, you know, get a little sleep, catch the train coming in, hope the old Metro's working. Remember when we were kids, that Metro was good as gold. On time. Oh, yeah. You get there. Oh, you know, freight traffic interference. That's okay. Mechanical problems.
0: Last night, there was a... Switching problem. What the heck? Last night, I waited for the subway because there was a sick passenger, and they delayed it uh, yesterday. Sick passenger. Stop drinking. I was going to say that, you but I thought that beverages. was uh,
1: not politically correct. I was going to say. No, I can also. I, was like, I hope that person's okay. No, it's, but I'm no. thinking yeah, yeah. Lick it got they all liquored up on a Friday and on night. Yeah, on a Friday night.
0: On a Friday night, the person was sick. There's a good chance he was sick because he was drinking too much. So
1: the Bulls game ends.
0: If I'm wrong, I'm wrong.
1: And I'm listening to uh, Will Purdue, and I'm listening to uh, our other buddies. Kendall Gill, Kendall Gill, he's, Mark Schenawski. He's the best. And you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know what?
2: There's something happening here. But what it is ain't exactly clear.
1: There's something happening. And what it is, to me, ain't exactly clear. So we'll get back on that topic when we return in a few minutes. But it's always more fun to be ahead of the curve than behind it. Anybody a year from now can say, "Oh, you know what? It all started with that victory over Minnesota. Uh National TV, the whole country saw it. Levine stepping out, Markkinen doing his thing. Done, not even there yet. Right. By the way, guess how many games? Maybe did I tell you in the pre-show love Love fest? Uh -uh. The pre-show love. Nope. How many games have? Dunn, Markkinen, and Levine played together this year for the Bulls. The big three from the big trade. I'm going to guess three.
0: Exactly three. You said big three, and there was an emphasis on that. So no, I kinda... no, no. That was a coincidence. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I wasn't trying to well, and you heard, you heard the jury. You heard John Paxson here earlier this week with Waddle, and Sylvie said he really wants to see these guys play together because they haven't played together enough. So we'll see. You want to know their record? The three times I'm guessing three and
1: zero. Oh. The Dunn, Markinen, and Levine have played together. Levine just started playing. Yeah. Remember with the twenty minutes, twenty one minutes, and now Dunn hasn't been playing. Three games. The Bulls are two and one. They lost to Golden State by about five or eight. Uh, nothing seven to points. be embarrassed about. That. No, no, no. So what's telling me is
5: there's
2: something happening here.
1: I like to be ahead of the curve. What it is ain't exactly. I don't want to be the old bandwagon jumper on her. Curse. Camp stole that this week with the Bears winning twice. Six, sixteen. No, he said sixteen at the end of the show.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, they won't win sixteen. Nine.
1: Camp was great. Our number one history, any of our earlier topics, three three two three seven seven six. When we return we'll seed the clouds with a lot more new sports. Topics, and we'll be back on the story of the day. Your Chicago Bulls. Quick, let's bring in Felix the Cat. Felix, our Twitter poll was, Bears should retire. Number 54, Brian Urlacher. Want to take a guess, Fred? 99% yes or 100?
0: Uh, I'm going to say 86%.
1: What do we... 86. Yeah. Better better be 99 for good old Dan Hampton. What do we have there, Felix? We have
3: 91% yes, 9% no. So 91% leading with yes.
1: 9% of the people voting think that Brian Urlacher's number should not be retired. We better get back on that when we return. Murph and Fred, back in a flash. It's ESPN 1000.
0: One, two, three, four. Hey, the Wooly Bullies We were watching
1: How come they never use this? Do the Bulls use this music ever?
0: I don't know I don't go to any Bulls games Too easy to watch them on my couch Crank it up here, Felix Wooly Bullies
1: Butler told. Levine, you're the man around here. All right, I'm not allowed to sing,
0: obviously. So oh, only Carmen.
1: <laughs> I tell you, you get Carmen near a microphone, any opening, boom, he's right through there. He's like Gail Sayers. All I need is 18 inches Go mm-hmm. right through that line.
0: <laughs> That's it.
1: He's got that beautiful Italian uh, singing style,
0: doesn't he, Carmen? Yep. I think he's descended from Mario Lanza,
1: like a Dean Martin. Look it up. Yeah.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: A Sinatra Dean Martin. Welcome back.
0: I'm a bad guy because I don't think Sinatra was that great. I'm like the only guy in the world I think that doesn't think that. Everybody else thinks you had to say Sinatra was great, otherwise he would take care of you. Oh, well, they were afraid. Exactly. <laughs> Sinatra, like he, like he, like he, he talked the words. Give me a. Give me a Dino. Give me a Dean Martin. Yeah, Dean Martin's. I would if I if I was selecting. If it was a if, you know a battle of the of the uh, singers, yeah. it would definitely be Dean Martin over Frank Sinatra. Hey,
1: Felix, Felix the Cat. You big, you're, you know, younger guy. You ever hear of Dean Martin?
0: <laughs> I sure have.
1: Did you know he was a singer as well as a an uh, actor? TV, movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. See, everybody knows Dean Martin because he sings some Christmas songs that have come up at, at Christmas time.
1: Do me a favor. Google up Dean Martin, real name. Okay. Okay. Can you can you do it and talk at the same time? Absolutely. I'm I looking can't, at it up. I can barely talk and talk at the same time. He was
0: also a rich man because he uh, he got in on the ground floor of Pepsi. I want to say.
1: That was Ty Cobb.
0: No, it was <laughs> Dean Martin. I'm pretty sure. How pretty about, sure.
1: How about Ty Cobb from Georgia, the Georgia Peach? Yeah. So when he was uh, down in Georgia, he's buying all. He lived like buying all stock, all the company stock of Coca Cola when it was brand new.
5: Uh-huh.
1: All right. Then he plays for the Tigers, and you know what he's buying in Detroit? Ford. <laughs> when it was brand new, Ty Cobb had money everywhere. He, he was like W. C. Fields. He had it everywhere—banks under the bed, everywhere. Coca Cola and Ford out of the box.
0: That's not bad.
1: Three three two three seven seven six. Any luck there, Felix?
3: Yep. I got Dino Paul Cressetti. Am I saying that last name right? Dino or?
1: Dino Cressetti.
3: Yep. Dino Crissetti.
1: Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Tony Bennett. You know Tony Bennett? You, ever, you, you know Tony. Of course I know Tony What's Bennett. What's his yeah. real name? I don't know Tony, his real name. Tony De Benedetto. Are okay. you kidding? All the great Italian singers. Okay. Joe Crispino. Oh no,
0: no. He's not a great Italian singer. No
1: famous Northwest Side attorney.
0: He's a very good handicapper. <laughs> and Not a great singer. Uh, he could be a great singer. I don't know.
1: They like to sing over at the uh, Village Pub in North uh-huh. Northwest Side. Why yeah. not? Yeah, Karaoke. Alright. 11 o'clock. One hour from now. Nick Friedel. The story of the day. Your Chicago Bulls. And we covered the Bulls in the first hour. If you missed it, Let's do a little recap here. We have some sound bites ready in a moment. But it was Zach Levine night at the United Center. Uh, The tank job. uh, No tanking last night. They beat the fourth best team in the Western Conference, Minnesota. Timber Pups, 114 to 113. Uh, Levine, 35 points in a season high 33 minutes. He took over the game, he took it away from Jimmy Butler. He was playing point guard much of the night. Uh, Eight points in the final uh, minute, minute and a half. He had the slam dunk, a tomahawk. He had the three-point shot that goes in. Then the three field goal, uh, I'm sorry, the three free throws, Fred, with 18 seconds. He steps to the line. Bulls trail 113 to 111. He's got three free throws. Boom, boom, boom. All net. Just ice cold. Boom, boom, boom. And you know what? This was a game that many Bulls fans will look back and will say that's when things started. Something's happening here. He uh, has now averaged Levine 26.5 points in his last four games. And in the post game TV on uh, NBC. Uh, no, ESPN. No, no, actually. No, okay. Uh, the oh, okay. Oh, NBC. Yeah. I've done that. Right on that post game, right. Oh, i made that mistake before. Uh-huh. But uh, another thing Will Perdue says is he was tired. And he still wanted the ball. He demanded the ball. He was tired out there. Well, you know, he, not, he hasn't played 33 minutes. And he's. And then Purdue says, that's what stars do. When you're tired, you play through it, and you say, give me the ball.
0: I'm so glad he said that, because I agree with him, but all of the other younger people, younger than me, yeah, which... Is ridiculous. They all say, no, no, you got to cut him down. Listen, there are 48 minutes in a basketball game. If you have a guy play 33 minutes, mm-hmm. that means he's playing less than three quarters of the game. Come Mar- on. Marken in with 36
1: minutes. Uh, Holiday with 36. And what the heck got into Jaron Grant last night? Here's a guy that knows how to ruin any play he's involved in. But he had 11 assists. Well, he missed a triple-double by two <laughs> rebounds. Uh-huh. This is Grant, yeah. number two, who's running around out there like the, usually like the chicken with his head cut off, throwing it away.
0: How many turnovers? I believe he had zero. None. Not not a this turnover is... with 11 assists. Now, he was... That at... might be a Bulls record. Well, you know, for a <laughs> number, assi- number of assists without a turnover.
1: Well, now think about this. He's a turnover machine. Yeah. All right? Now, Levine was point guard most of the night. And Grant, the normal point guard, well, he's second string behind Dunn, but Grant's been the normal point guard, and he was on the off guard. So all of a sudden, no turnovers by Grant because he's not bringing the ball down and getting caught in no man's land and throwing it up like a eighth grader over his head because he's a double team.
0: Yeah, but he still found the open guy. How, did, how
1: about Grant? Yeah, Eight rebounds, as Fred says, 11 assists, 14 points, two boards short, of a uh, a triple-double.
0: He did play more minutes than anybody except Jimmy Butler last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lopez, 16 points in the first
0: half. He got three in the second half, if you needed him or not.
1: Now, you know what's interesting? When you get the national point of view mm-hmm. on the game ESPN-TV coast-to-coast last night, I'm sure a lot of you know good basketball fans around the country, uh, you know, You never see the Bulls. I believe it was their only national game of the year. Right. Does that sound right? Yeah.
0: The other problem is, too, the only problem with that is it was really hard to figure out where the Bulls were yesterday. I looked. I knew the game was an evening game. Oh, oh. And so I looked at NBC Sports Chicago wasn't there. I looked at uh, TNT wasn't there. the TBS wasn't there. Now, if you're a basketball fan, you know that ESPN runs those doubleheaders, I think, on on Friday night. So that's where you found it, right there on ESPN after the uh, Pistons and the Clippers.
1: You know, I got a new thing now. You talk to your TV Yeah, remote, I don't have that. And, it, and you, you just go, Bulls. Yeah. And it takes you right to ESPN TV. You,
0: you Sylvie, and Waddle all have that. It's
1: unbelievable. huh Yep. I go, uh, Oprah Winfrey Network.
0: Why would you ever say that? Well, I haven't, but I think it okay. would work. You probably would.
1: I mean, who would want to watch? I would
0: never say that. The OWN. Uh-huh.
1: Right, O-W-N? Yes. Oh, I go, National Geographic. Uh-huh. And then even better, pr- prints it right on my screen and write to National Geographic. There you go. Or I can go, I don't know where the bulls are. Can you help me? Yeah. And they go, did not understand. Sure. Right.
0: I deal with Alexa on my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Alexa helps me out sometimes.
1: So you're watching the national feed. That's what you know. I don't know. if That's the proper
0: phrase these yeah, days. That is
1: all right. Now I don't know now. And the uh,
0: play-by-play
1: Dave Pass. You know how do you know every guy's name?
0: Dave Pass used to be here. He was an update guy here. A S C H uh, No, p a p a s c h. All right. Yeah. Chicago guy. Uh, I think so. All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He did a nice job. Yeah, and the analyst, Doris Burke. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, Dave Pass, Syracuse University.
1: Of course. Yeah. Then, you, then. uh it
0: was the only guys that get paid, hired.
1: You said that. <laughs> I did say. I it. didn't know you went to Syracuse because I did. I must <laughs> be the one. Uh,
0: no, no, to do play-by-play. No, I don't. I, I grew I, up I, in Cicero. There's not too
1: much
5: I believe in unless I see it. <laughs>
0: Let's see. I'm just trying to figure out where Dave was born.
5: So
1: she says last night. So Valentine is doing his. Uh, I don't even know what you call him. Like those 15 foot runners, where he just sort of shot puts the ball up. Uh huh. It's a really unique thing to watch Valentine do that.
0: Yeah, He sucks. <laughs>
1: Valentine? Yeah. He's one of the core seven.
0: Well, he's got to get better if he wants to be part of the core well, he's not seven. A He's he does he does some of the dumbest things I've ever seen a basketball player do on the court. He's got a long face. He, he'll he'll take. No, it. I mean literally. He goes one on four. Um, he's not a tremendous outside shooter. I don't know what the problem is. But now I
1: heard he's the part of the core seven. Good. The core seven they're no, saying now is this. Yeah. Markin and Don Levine, the two number ones next year in the draft, Portis and Valentine. Is number seven. I keep hoping
0: he's going to get better.
1: Those are supposed to be the seven guys that are mm. going to be around.
0: I keep hoping he's going to get better. And then he does stuff like he did last night. What was he, two for ten? Yeah, two for ten. over for three from three-point range. Five points. There's a reason he only played 17 minutes.
1: Did you know Portis led the team in rebounds the two previous games before
0: last night? I did not.
1: Yeah. and I believe.
0: Fred Hoiberg didn't get the memo about tanking last night because you look at the minutes played. Markin in 35, Justin Holliday 35, Jaron Grant 37, and Zach Levine 33. So you raise a great point.
1: In other words, that will be the way that they will control, there's a better word out there, that they will ensure tanking by limiting the minutes of the better players, right? You would think. So then let me ask you this. Oh, wait. It's the 11 o'clock Twitter poll. But let's bring it in right now. The 11 o'clock Twitter poll. Felix the cat Fred's just saying, well, I don't Like, the easiest way to tank, I think, is what you said of implying, is to not play the good guys more minutes. Well, see, I
0: asked, I asked the question. Isn't la- that like bo- yeah. boiling it down? Yeah. I asked the question last night. Yeah. You basically, if you're going to tank, you've got to be losing at the end of three quarters or in the middle of the fourth. Because otherwise, how are you going to keep Markin Levine how? and Markin and Markkinen, Levine and Dunn on the bench yeah, in, in, in exchange for Felicio, <laughs> Jaron Grant, and um, oh, what's, what's the, who's the guy? The no, 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 no. The guy the guy is going to play, he played in the... Paul oh, um, Zipser? No, Cameron Payne. Oh, Cameron Payne. Because oh, Cam, Payne's a pain. pain. He's horrible. said Payne's going to play more and Felicio's yeah. going to play more down the stretch. How do you do it? How do you so do that? it's tied with 10 minutes to
1: go in the fourth, right? Yeah. Time out. Everybody off. Yeah, you can't what do it. What are you that. doing, coach? Yeah, you know, Pax told me to do this. Yeah.
0: When no one's looking. Well,
1: everyone's looking. You
0: can't do it that way. If, if games are close, you've got to play your studs because you can't have those players sitting on the bench in crunch time. Okay, I agree. Why not? Because the players are going to get there's going to be dissension running rampant through the team. Because they go out on the court trying to win games. Management doesn't care about being competitive.
1: Before the season, during the season, they're backing up the truck. So all of a sudden now in the fourth quarter of a game they're going to say, oh, new deal. We're going to be competitive now because it may look bad. If we... To empty the floor with uh, 10 minutes to go in a tie game.
0: See, the Bulls had lost 7 in a row. A lot of those games were blowouts in the middle of the fourth quarter, so they didn't have to worry about it. Right. Yesterday's game was not.
1: But they wanted to win yesterday's because it was Tibbs and the trade.
0: National TV. National TV. You have to give the kids a, a, a look and see, you know, a look-see to the rest of the country that, hey, these guys are going to be good when they, you know, when uh-huh. they get a couple extra players.
1: Three three two three 3 seven, seven, alright let me uh, give you the 11 o'clock Twitter poll an hour early. All right. Okay. It's uh, a Chris Dunn. It's a Dunn question, right?
0: Okay.
1: In a moment, we'll be done with
0: it. We ask many dumb questions, but this is a Dunn question.
1: And then it's a Dunn question.
0: Okay.
1: Felix, you got the? uh, Give me the eleven
3: o'clock Twitter poll, please. The eleven o'clock Twitter poll is: Bulls should play Chris Dunn. Colon A or B? A would be as soon as he's ready. B not until next season. Oof.
1: Thank you. Uh, let me ask you this, Felix. When I send that out late last night, you do the, what that, uh,
0: you know. He did the old double take. He shook his head. Like, what?
1: EL e- 11 and, and uh, uh, Big Bad Sean, our other great producers, did just go, wait, this is the, what does this question mean? Did you understand where we were going with this? Let's read it again. As the Bulls should play Chris Dunn. Yeah, know, recovering from the concussion. Right. Concussion protocol. The Bulls should play Chris Dunn, A, as soon as he's ready. Get him back out there, man. Or B, <laughs> let's wait till next year to bring him back. Did uh, you figure where we were going with that?
3: Felix? Yeah, I figured. All right. You want to hear it? No, I wrote it. I know what it is.
1: <laughs> no, just kidding. So... Everyone that loves the tank job has to vote B, right? Don't bring him back until next year. No. On oh, a concussion, mm. he's still a little. Fu- oh no! I know what you're going to say. He needs the experience. It'll be good for him playing in crunch time. He's young. He's he needs to learn. play with the other guys.
0: I agree. You can't yeah. learn in you can't learn in but, practice. Don't shut him down, but yeah. which do,
1: Isn't that you're the guy that said you hope they lose every game?
3: Yeah, but there's there's yeah, but there's a way about that. Yeah, like, I'm not saying the team isn't good. The team isn't really that good. So what they're but either is the rest of the NBA. Is, yeah, exactly, and that's the whole point. Now, yeah. with all these trades happening, a lot of these teams got bad, too. But you're not going to shut down a player just to shut down a player. I mean, that's an obvious way of doing it. Uh, hold and on. You by, can't do it okay, that way.
1: I agree. But by extension, and Fred hit the nail on the head a few minutes ago, he says, all right, what about the fourth quarter? You start taking guys out of the game. That's how you can ensure, ensure rather, losing, right? Take them out of the game. The pickle you get in is when it's a tie game with uh, nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. How do you take the starters out of the game? Yeah, Here's can't. how you don't have him on the team. He's, oh, he's still fuzzy from the protocol. You can't I, do it. I know I, you can't. Yeah. I'm trying to explain. What happens when you start down this road of pulling the guys out, pulling them out early? We don't want to win this game. Okay, fewer minutes. And Fred's right. How do you control losing? Fewer minutes for the star players. The pendulum swinging all the way over, and that would be don't even have them dress. I know it doesn't make sense. I don't want, I don't expect it to. They're not going to. The point is. Oh, what evil webs you weave! When first you practice to deceive, you start doing this, and where do you draw the line? That's Here, all I'm
0: saying. Here's what. Here's what. I mean. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to play Cameron Payne more when they take these guys out six minutes or seven minutes into the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Cameron Payne and Felicio are going to play longer minutes during that time. As a result, they're not going to be in closing games, so the guys will still be able to close out contests. That's what's going to happen ultimately. And Pax basically came on and said that the other day when he said that he's going to, you're going to get more minutes for Felicio and for Payne because they want to see if these guys can actually play in the league. So that's what's going to happen.
1: So you're going to Payne in their uh, crunch
0: time? No. <clears throat> no. No, because there, there won't be a crunch time. Because they're going to be so bad with Payne and Felicio in there for longer minutes in the middle of the game, that there won't be games that are close. Look at it yesterday. I thought this was going to happen yesterday. You still, in, well, the fourth quarter they actually started better than I thought, um, but there was a stretch there where the Bulls went. They they, they went. I'm trying to figure out where it was. Um, they went down by ten.
1: Okay, by Bulls, fourteen. Bulls were. Uh, Okay, the Bulls were down six, they were down eight, uh, fourth quarter. The,
0: the uh, Bulls then caught up. Third quarter started and they were down... They were down 17. 17, early yeah. Early in the third. Yeah. And soon after that, some of the other guys came in. So well, Not that much.
1: So, okay, let's use yesterday's game. They wanted to win that one. Yeah, they did. For multiple reasons. As we've talked Butler, about, right? Yeah,
0: Butler and Taj and Tibbs coming back, and they wanted to win right. the game.
1: So they played their best guys.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So you've hit on a big thing here, Fred. So the it's a tie score in any game coming up, starting the fourth quarter.
0: They're going to, what, give Payne seven, eight minutes? Well, if you're going to rest these guys, you're not going to play Markin in 35 minutes or... Um... Or Levine, 33 minutes, you know, constantly. He's, he's coming back from the knee injury. That's one of the reasons he's not playing today. You're not. You're never going to play Jaron Grant. For, well, maybe you will play Jaron Grant for 37 minutes because what he did yesterday won't happen again.
1: Because he wasn't point guard.
0: Right. Well, he won't be point guard when Cameron Payne gets here either because <laughs> they want Cam Payne to learn how to be, play the point, which well, they should have started when he was 15 because he's not very good. I
1: still can't believe that Grant had a just missed a triple-double last night. Let's go to uh, Andre's on Interstate 57, which is probably still snow-packed. <laughs> hey, Andre. Good hey, buddy. Good
5: morning. How are you? What's up, Andre? I, I have a two-part question. Let me, ask question
1: you, hold on. let me ask you something first, Andre. You're a big Bulls fan, or you wouldn't have picked up the phone to call in. Last night's game, did you get to see much of it or all of it or what?
5: I saw all of it. All
1: yeah. right, let me ask you this. It was, to me, to me, it was the most exciting, competitive, compelling game of the year. I feel that like that old, old song, something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. Am I just crazy or did you see something last night that made you go, hey, this thing might be working long term?
5: I think it might be working long term, but they really have to analyze what long term is. Is it going with the current players like Payne and everybody else who should not be on the team? Ballantyne couldn't hit a jump shot if he was in front of the jump shot. (laughs) I believe that what they need to do is analyze and see who is the top three who would be off the board for free agency and uh, go with uh, direction of who is going to be there for the long term. Short term, they're no good. Long term, Mm -hmm. I think that they are projecting a good turnout for the – draft, you know, get two draft picks, but I think the draft, the year following, this one will be a better draft uh, than this year. And my third, my second uh, part is that anybody, and Fred, you said you watched the game a long time. Did you see those ugly uniforms the Bulls had on? You don't like those? Those those
1: The script? script. The city uniform. The whole league is wearing them on selected games, Andre. I hate them. And what they do is they put the city... On the home shirt. Yeah. It's supposed to say, you know, Bulls or Knicks or Lakers when you're at home. And usually it would say, you know, Minnesota or Chicago or New York when you're on the road. They got Chicago at home, hence the word city uniforms with the script writing of the. I uh, love the script writing. Name. I don't like a man, Andre.
5: Yes, I don't like them either, but the blue part, there's no blue in the Bulls. It's always been red.
0: Because yeah, I mean, you know what it is? It's the colors of the Chicago flag. It's the, oh, the red, white, and okay. blue of the Chicago flag because it's not a bright blue. It's kind of like the, the powder blue, and that's what the flag of Chicago is, is with the four stars. That's why it's okay. those colors. But, you know, the other, you, know, you, you mentioned some other things, Andre. The one thing I'm hmm. concerned about is that, The Bulls aren't, even if they have money to spend, they're not going to get a a good free agent that's going to want to come here until the Bulls prove they can win. So I don't think they're going to be able to sign anybody this offseason. I think it'll be the following offseason where they'll be able to get a, uh, a free agent that can really help them a lot.
1: Yeah, a little too soon probably. Hey, Andre, you didn't know that you were going to have a, a Chicago flag, a lesson from Fred Hubner, did you? <laughs>
0: not at all. Thanks for the message, Fred. I hope, I hope I'm right. I'm not even 100% sure I'm right. All right. Got to blast off, Andre. Talk to you later. Thanks, Andre. Man. Appreciate it. You guys take care. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. I used to know what the stars stood for. All right.
1: Here's the deal. Hey, Phil, now I got it up here now. You yeah. know the uh, Chicago flag? Can you picture it? I can picture it. Uh, the two blue lines are the north and south branch of the Chicago River. Did you know that?
3: did not know that. The
1: big white in the top, the white in the middle, and the white in the bottom are the north side, west side, and south side of Chicago. The four stars, and originally there were just three, the four stars are the Chicago Fire, I believe the Fort Dearborn Massacre, Uh, the uh, the, uh, World's Fair of uh, the Columbian Exposition, like back in 1888 or
0: whatever. Ninety-three.
1: Ninety-three. And then we had another World's Fair in 1933, I want to say. And that was added then as the four stars. Now you know the rest of the story of the Chicago flag. Fred Googled it up. Am I close?
0: Yeah. It says here uh, four six-pointed stars. Six-pointed were used because five-pointed stars represent sovereign states and because the stars de- design... Uh, That's
1: City Hall if we're not a sovereign state. Yeah.
0: Um The three white backgrounds represent the northwest and south sides of the city, top blue stripe, Lake Michigan, and the north branch of the river.
1: That's the- not true. That's ill-googled. That's improperly written by a wiki guy.
0: It says here the top... I don't Represents it's, the lake. That's not true. And the north branch of the no. Chicago River.
1: There's the north branch and the south branch. It's the two branches of the Chicago River. It
0: says here the bottom represents the south branch of the river and the Great Canal over the Chicago Portage.
1: Well, who wrote that? Does it say?
0: Google. I mean, ah. no, w- wiki- wik- Wikipedia. Well, it's wrong. Yeah. Okay. Some wickster.
1: I can't fix everything. I'm busy enough. And I know we're running But that's
0: why, the color, that's why the colors are the way they are. Nick and Friedel, top of the hour? I don't like the Cavaliers jersey. They just say the land. Or the, the the Warriors jersey that just say the town, but you know what? They're not trying to appeal to a sixty year old guy. No, they're do, trying to appeal to people that are going to buy jerseys. They'll do anything to sell a jersey. That's why you saw the NBA store it's uh, des- commercial about a dozen times last night. It's
1: despicable. Well, it's, yeah. it's loathsome yeah. to, to to put a jerseys out there. Oh, why don't they do this next? Why don't they run around? Felix, you ever hear the a sandwich board? They, uh, they have a f- big flat board in front of you and behind you, and they loop over your shoulders, and you walk up and down the street. And the restaurant gives you ten dollars or a free lunch, and goes, "Eat at Joe's, a sandwich board." Next, well, they run right up and down, a
0: sandwich boards flopping. Next thing you know, the NBA is going to let you bet on games in the arena. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, they are going to yeah. do that,
1: and that'll be great <laughs> when you're down when you're down by uh, when you're up by eight.
0: Yeah, dribbling the clock out.
1: But you're a nine-point favorite, and you don't take the shot, and the home crowd wants to come down and kill you. Yeah. The home team for not shooting two points to go up by
0: 10, you think and they, they all
1: lose. That'll be going over great. You Mr. think they got
0: mad when they didn't get a free burger?
1: Mr. Silver, did you think about that one yet? I don't think he did. No. Let's roll around some baseball, Chicago Bears. When we return, hey, top did of the hour. Did it come sign someone? Top of the hour. Top of the hour. Probably another uh, guy. that uh, Another bullpen guy. Another bullpen guy. <laughs>
0: they've only they've done, signed six, I they've think. They've
1: actually signed more guys than anyone else, I believe, of name. You know, name guys. So are they really uh, colluding?
0: They're they, spending their they money. Know?
1: I'll just tell you one thing. Tom Ricketts finished in fifth place his first five, count them, years. And his spokesperson, Cullerton, said in 2010, we'll have the money ready when we need it. So we'll see. But they won the World Series. I can die. They don't feel they need it. Hey, vote right now for our uh, 1030 Twitter poll. Yes or no? MLB owners are colluding versus the free agents. Let's find out once and for all what you say. Vote at ESPN 1000.
0: Murphy, Fred Hubner, back together on ESPN 1000 and the ESPNF. Hey,
1: welcome back. We're at the 50-yard line on a 100-yard jaunt talking sports 9 till noon. I'm Mike Murphy, the Cub fan from good old Lions Township High School LaGrange. Fred Hubner, alongside from good old Martin East High School in so,
0: are you celebrating the uh, uh, the Super Bowl win for your guy from LT? How about Jake? Jake Elliott? Elliot? Huh? Yeah, he missed He missed that extra point he missed early. The first one. Yeah. But uh, other than that, very, very good. Yeah. I got some bad news for Blackhawk fans. They
1: were dancing in the streets in Western Spring. Yes, they were. Yes.
0: Bad news for Blackhawk fans. Uh Uh, If, you know, in case you have not seen it, but if you're a Blackhawk fan, you probably know this already. And as soon as I say that, uh, it went off my screen, but I got it right here. I want to make sure I quote it and give the proper uh, credit for it. But um, the Chicago Blackhawks. According to Scotty Powers from The Athletic, um, they have mailed out renewal information for season ticket holders. And there's a 4% average increase for tickets next year. Ah. This is the same Blackhawk team that's hmm. lost seven games in a row. They're eight points out of the last wild card spot. Hmm. And it does not look like they're going to be buying any players to try to win this year. So congratulations, Scotty. Also saying they've added uh, seven new price levels to provide more price options.
1: What I do wish is that they'd uh, raise the price of parking.
0: What, Murph? I heard someone say the other day, and I can't believe this is true. They said parking at the United Center is forty dollars.
1: No, it's been no. I went to a Bulls game. I went to a Hawks game. Hawks game about three weeks ago. So it's twenty nine bucks at the lot right across the street. I had no. Parking yeah. permit, no credential. The regular fans' lot, uh, just off of uh, Madison, but the street just north, yeah. uh, whatever we have right there, twenty nine. But it was a like a blizzard, right? It's a blizzard. Why did you get to charge twenty nine? Well, that's why I'm saying. I, I hope this doesn't sound horrible. They ought to raise it to thirty, right? But here's why. There's a long line of cars snaking up, snaking up. Twenty-nine dollars, and you get there, and you know the woman's got like gloves on, and she's got to reach in, and you know you hand her a twenty and a ten.
0: Yeah, better yet. And she's got to reach in, and it's
1: cold, and the wind's blowing, and the snow's coming down to get a dollar bill out and put the 30 in, and then they tear you off a little receipt. Why you need that, I guess, unless you're going to expense it for some baloney business expense, which, you know... Well, you better do it
0: quickly, because this is the last year you could... Well, actually, you can't do it this year. Oh. a lot of the business expenses are gone.
1: Then lower it to twenty-five dollars.
0: Right, I was gonna say lower it to twenty-five. But how can you
1: judge twenty nine dollars and they're out there making the change? Okay. It's ridiculous. Somebody
0: somebody's getting paid too much money.
1: Three three two three seven seven six. vote right now. MLB owners. For once and for all, let's find out. The owners are colluding versus the free agents, yes or no. Hey, I like the I White gotta go Sox. I got to go online
0: right away and vote for no. I,
1: I like the White Sox move. They hired, I remember that name, Dave Duncan. Uh-huh. One of the great, great pitching coaches of all time. Fred, he started, uh, well, he was a catcher for Oakland A's. Years right. back. And, you know, I could... An average catcher, but those catchers, some of them become the best pitching coaches. Wasn't he uh, his first job with the White Sox? I he was say... with the White
0: Sox early. Yeah. Well, with, he worked with La Russa. With Tony, right? Yeah, he worked with La Russa. And then
1: Hawk fired everybody.
0: Not, mm. not Andre Dawson. No, that's fine. If you were a White Sox fan at the time, you had no problem with Tony La Russa leaving. Tony La Russa got better when he got better talent. I like this move. Kind of like Phil Jackson did.
1: I like this move. The future of the White Sox, not to simplify, but, you know, well, pitching's everybody's future, don't get me wrong. But the White Sox, they've got, what, 10 guys right now. They could have 10 to 12 or Fred 15 guys. Hübner could reel off one, two, three like a machine gun. Yeah. And all of these guys are highly ranked,
0: not suspects, uh-uh. prospects. Yeah. And... uh Hanson, Kolpack, Dunning—they just uh, keep they just keep throwing them at you. See, They're these, throwing the pitchers at you.
1: These these veteran guys that are semi-retired, like a Dave Duncan, right? They never forget pitching. No, there's nothing new. There's nothing old. These guys know pitching, and to have him as. Just a, uh, you know, advisor, whatever the phrase is. He can wander around in spring training. He can make some flights to the minor leagues. They've got their own roving pitching guys, and each level now has a pitching coach and all that. And they got film and video, and he doesn't even probably have to make the trips these days.
0: He's probably he, sitting uh, sit in his easy boy and watch what's going probably on. Probably
1: sitting his home in yeah. Arizona or Florida.
0: Call up Michael Kopech. Uh, work a little bit more on that uh, breaking ball, son.
1: Let's go to uh, Jeff
5: South Beverly. Hey Jeff, go. Hi, fellas. I know there's a silly reason to call, but you're talking about the parking at twenty nine dollars. I like it because then almost ninety percent of the people will just say thirty bucks, and the attendant keeps a dollar, and they make some money. Oh no, it's I like when they, fine, fine. It's, it's like when they raise beer at Wrigley uh, or whatever. The nine fifty, everybody nine bucks used to be. A buck to the most, 90% of the people give a buck to the vendor and they make some money. But Well, the vendor, but, uh,
1: and I know Abe, the vendor, and a lot of vendors I've known for 30, 40 years at all the ballparks they've been there, they're sure. great guys. And they fear, you know, when they get that incremental jump, like years ago. Ah, Bad news, Murph. What happened? They raised the beer from four fifty to sucks. five bucks, and he got nothing.
0: You know? he yeah, got, but see, he
1: got nothing. Hey, all year. Yeah, but see,
0: Jeff, it, I got it's different because they're bringing you beer. Okay, they're bringing you stuff. No, when you, you're I not there's, don't, there's no reason to you park your car and then pay an extra dollar to a guy just to, for taking your money. Unless they let I you know, park I'm in a special. Oh, unless, <laughs> unless Jeff, you're no, one of the guys. no service. You give, no service. But you gotta I, give
1: twenty dollars. You gotta
5: goose twenty bucks to get right there back in the front row. Hey guys, I, I gotta say one thing. You, remember, you guys remember the old black guy used to walk around and he to go, things go better with yeah. peanuts or peanuts taste good like a peanut should. He used to use all the other, you know, cl- cliches Sure, selling peanuts. Remember that guy? He yeah. was around for like 40 years. The
0: singing years. vendor. Yeah. He was great.
1: It
5: was great. And he was at both ballparks. Yes, like, he was. He the oh, they all are. Yeah, they all do. All right, do.
0: you guys. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Thanks a, thanks a lot, Jeff. Things go better with peanuts. They loved that doubleheader because then he could go to the Cub game in the afternoon and the Sox game at night. Did you hear Carmen just come in and sing? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't know he knew that song. That guy was at uh, <laughs> Comiskey for a long time. He was I guess he was a Wrigley, too.
1: There used to be a uh, blind vendor at Wrigley Field, Irving. Okay. And he sold Frosty Maltz. Okay. And this is when the vendors would roam the bleachers. Right. Wonderful old fella. Sweet guy. Irving, blind. And you'd either twenty 25 cents for a frosty malt, they were called like chocolate milkshake oh, yeah. frozen.
0: They still, they, they, you know, they had them up to a they couple years ago.
1: And if you gave them like a $5 bill or a $10 bill, he would only give you back 75
0: cents. 'Cause you cause it's a quarter. Yeah. Why would you give him than that? Well more he didn't know that? if it was a dollar right. he sure.
1: figured, hey, Irving, here's five bucks, but you only gave him a dollar. Right. So you had to have a single. Three, one, two, <laughs> three, three, two. Who would who would cheat him? Wonderful guy. Let's go to South Shore. Hello, Les. Hey, Les.
2: hey guys, how you guys doing? Oh, Love well. the show. Where's that now, I know where the South Shore is, but where are whereabouts are you, Les? Well, I'm uh, 75th Street, like a uh, block east of Jeffrey, uh, mm-hmm. right, right really close to the lakefront. Are you by the Jeffrey Jump bus? I am absolutely by the Jeffrey Jumps. This is the day. greatest,
1: so I'm at a, a like, cocktail party about 10 years ago, uh, yeah. less Fred, and I'm hopping out and meeting people. And what you, so I'm retired from the CTA. And oh, you know, bus driver, motorman. By the oh, way, yeah. motor man is the correct word for someone that drives the L. Motor oh, man? Yeah. You know, he goes, no, no. I was at 40 years routes and scheduling. I go, oh, that's sort of interesting because I have a little interest in that in the CTA. And, uh, yeah. I said, you, you were, he says, I, yeah, top guy, you know, for, I would redesign the routes and that. And uh, I go, yeah. what the heck is the Jeffrey Jump? Cause there's <laughs> a bus downtown here and the thing that swirls around, you know, Clark, yeah. Clark 22. And it's That's... the Jeffrey Jump. And he says, he big smile goes, I invented.
5: That was me. <laughs> I invented
1: Jeffrey Jump. I still yeah, don't know what it is. I don't know what it it's, is. Either. It's
2: one of the only buses here in Chicago that actually gets on the expressway. It jumps. Yeah, it, it literally jumps. That 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 boy goes. It takes about twenty minutes from. Uh, yeah. Probably seventy fifth today. There you go. And sweet like, ride.
1: He was so happy that someone asked him about. That was me. That was me. Oh, Les, I'm sorry, we're out of time. Got to go. back. <laughs> no, oh, no No, what's up? No, what's up, Les? He's I'm kidding. kidding. What, what you got, Les? I, no, I'm kidding. Les.
2: Well, well, you know, back to the young guys with the Bulls. You know, you got You got to have a, you know, expectation of these young players. They they got to get on the floor and play for us to see that. So, you know. Marking up their minutes is fine with me As long as it's the young group that's playing The Felicios and those guys They can just collect their money And, and we'll see them on another team Or maybe you know, the G League next year But now I'm looking to see my main guys play
0: yeah, I am, too. I'm just wondering, you don't want to play him too many minutes. I mean, you know, everybody now says you can't play guys too many minutes. They're 21 and 22 years old. You can't play them 36 minutes. You can only play them 32. Those four extra minutes could kill him. Less, like Fred, yeah, like, like Fred yeah.
1: Hubner said. So it's tied up. Balls and the Knicks, and there's a seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It's a tie score. What, what are they going to do? Paxson's going to look down and make a signal down to Hoiberg, <laughs> yank them all out, and he takes them all out of the game to lose? What are they going to
2: well, do? That's when you give Cameron Payne all the minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right about
2: that.
1: You're killing me. Hey, i got to. Ju- I got to go jump, Les.
0: Hey, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Les.
1: Les from so sure. I hear the music in the background. Felix, okay, does that mean that we're up against the clock? That Seeing is the, correct. You know the name of this song?
0: I do, but Felix might be looking it up. Are you talking to me? Yeah.
3: Uh, well, but are you Travis you <laughs> <What> are you? <laughs> I do not know the name of the song. I said, does this song mean we're up against the clock? Syncop- yes, it's
1: yes the it syn- does. Syncopated clock.
3: Ah, I so see <laughs> what you did there.
1: I didn't even know I did it. You did it. You picked it. I love this song. Let's take a break to the syncopated clock. Hey, we're only about uh, 10, 15 minutes away from the one, the only Nick Friedel, our Bulls guy. I bet you he hates
0: the late Friday night games, Uh, too.
1: (laughs) Story of the day in Chicago, the Bulls knock off Tibbs and Butler and Taj in an exciting game. We'll get back on that. I got a little bit of Cubs when we return. It's Murph and Fred back in a flash. Yes. Pn one thousand. Hey, you, men in blue. You're the dream hey, it's Jody Davis singing.
0: I thought it was Jesse.
1: Rick Sutcliffe singing. Bobby Dernier. Oh no, he was gone by
2: then.
6: Hey, JD. It's all but the Rick and Fake
5: always kept
6: the spirit alive. And now's the time, and here's the place to even up the score. Sing it's up, the hopes are high. <laughs> and
1: all the and you, more. you know what's interesting in these politically correct days, there's still one group you can say and make fun of, and you won't get in trouble. Everybody's shutting up in yeah, Hillbillies.
0: I don't know about that.
1: You're- no, you can say anything you want, but we're listening. you crank up the hillbillies.
2: You're a team,
1: I said it. Right to Was this
0: their name? No. <laughs> okay, well then, no, yeah. But you're, you're, I would hesitate. No,
1: no, you can't get in trouble for that. Okay. Here's why. Here's why. They have no organized group. They will not protest because they're embarrassed to step up and say, I'm a hillbilly. See? You watch. Anyone can say anything. That's the one thing you can say anything about.
0: I want nothing to do with this segment. Fred's shaking his head. Uh-uh.
1: It wasn't really a segment. It just came down to- here. <laughs> well, listen to these guys. Okay. Let's talk a little Just fine baseball. southern,
0: fine southern gentlemen. I'm
1: telling you it's the one thing you're safe.
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: Francis, I said nothing about nobody. And Felix, he didn't say a word. Uh-uh. Felix said, I wonder if I should have dumped that. You know, if you should have and you didn't, you're in trouble, Felix. <laughs> Trying to bring me down? No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you should have and you didn't, oh, boy. Now, what a great hillbillies, though. I love them all. Suts from Kansas, anyway, right? Kansas? I
0: don't know. Okay. He's just a fine individual, I know.
1: Felix is a big Cub fan. Yes, he is. Felix, let's play a little game, you, me, and Fred. Hmm. All right. What? We don't have a lot of time though, do we?
0: Hmm. It's gotta be a quick game. Oh. Minute fifty.
1: Well this is not, but we can start it. Everyone's saying that the uh, you know, when the Cubs sign Arietta or Darvish or uh, Cobb or, or Lynn Lynn, Right, thanks, Fred. Then uh, then they'll be ready to go. Well they will only be equal to last year. Which isn't bad, but they weren't good enough. When they sign Arietta uh, they'll replace Arietta with him or whoever. And they've replaced uh, the bullpen pretty well. Uh, they've replaced John Jay with uh, uh, Borges, uh, the fifth outfielder.
0: The point is... Yeah, but they, they replaced Wade Davis with a guy that hasn't been a closer.
1: Well, they got two... Eighth inning guys, okay. they got two, I know, the oh game no. is
0: nine. is no, no, the last no, I right. checked. you're exactly <laughs> yeah, right. so
1: but the C-Shack and tomorrow yeah, are both terrific, terrific lights out yeah. potential type eighth yep. inning, ninth inning guys. So we'll see. But you're right. But
0: it's day- hard to be better than blowing only one save.
1: Oh, Wade Davis, terrific.
0: Was he thirty five or thirty six or something uh, like that? That's yeah. exactly
1: right. Yeah, but then you hear, well, they're gonna, you know, other guys are gonna improve. Well, you no, know, that's uh, the Pirates. Bratna
0: comes. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: You got a little Revan Watkins in it. <laughs> yeah. Cubs don't have to get better. The other teams just get a little bit worse. Yeah, the
0: Pirates are getting worse.
1: So, you, you, go, well, you know, Bryant's going to have better numbers because he had the owie on the wrist for a long time, and Zobris is going to be better. He had the uh, bad wrist and the bad back, and... But then they never point out that some guys might not get better.
0: Well, it's going to be hard for Rizzo to continue this because he's been really right. good for the last couple of years. Well, Brian's younger, so you, you would not be surprised right. if he improved.
1: So we'll, we'll get back on this after Nick Friedel. But what we'll do with Felix help, Felix the Cat... We'll go through the projected eight-man starting uh, lineup, okay? okay? which would be outfield left to right, Schwarber, Elmora, Hayward, infield third to first, Bryant, Russell, Baez, Rizzo, and uh, Wilson Contreras behind the plate. That's eight. And we'll uh, go through, uh, take a little survey amongst the three of us to see uh, who we think will be trending up this year, flat lateral static, which, you know, not bad, uh, next year, or may decline next year because everyone's like, oh, they're all going to be better. And even that's optimism of a
0: fan. I understand. Even as a White Sox fan growing up, there was nothing better than hearing Jack Brickhouse say, Sano, Kessinger, Beckerton, Banks, the infield third to first. There was Will- nothing better than that. Right.
1: Williams, Qualls, and Hickman. Yeah, yeah and that always changed.
0: Left, center, to right. But those four never changed.
1: Rebel Hunley losing another 10 pounds in this hot doubleheader, playing 18 innings for Leo. And Popo's still on the bench. Papa pitch, Poppovich. Oh, if they'd have just played Poppo. <laughs> uh, let's talk Bulls next. Back in a flash. Hey, what were our results real quick uh, for our Twitter poll? Felix, uh, the MLB owner's... The owners of baseball are colluding against the free agents, yes or no? Let me guess, 75% no, they're not colluding. What do we have?
3: We have 30% yes and 70% no. No, there's no collusion
0: there. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It's a big curtain with 30 guys behind it.
1: Nick Friedel next, Back in a Flash, ESPN 1000. One Year. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Okay.
1: That was Ellie May.
0: And that was Randy Hudley. That was Ellie May and uh, Jethro.
1: <laughs> How are you doing, everybody? We're that prepared. would be
0: some trick, I'll tell you.
1: Our number. There's granny out by the cement pond. Uh
0: Uh-huh. All right. They're all gone.
1: One minute away from Nick Friedel, the famous Nick Friedel.
0: Ellie Mae was the last one to hang in there.
1: Vote right now for our 11 o'clock Twitter poll. Let the record show. That's the first time we've had Ellie Mae mentioned.
0: I'd like to have mentioned her more back in the day.
1: I like their big dog. Remember that big blood? I forget its name. Jethro's dog. All right. Vote right now at ESPN 1000. The Bulls should begin playing chris dunn when a or b the bulls should begin playing the uh recently concussed hopefully now post concussed chris dunn a as soon as he's ready to play b i would wait until next year to bring him back all right vote right now at espn 1000 can't wait to get back to this Cubs topic. I want to see how everybody votes.
0: We'll get to that as soon as. Well, you can ask Nicky before we leave. You can ask him about a couple other guys.
1: Yeah, we'll get Nick Friedell on momentarily. Recap of last night's Bulls game, in case you are just uh, getting up from under the rock.
0: And some of them, are, uh, some people are just going to hear you say they won, and they're going to go, "Damn." Bulls win. They're supposed to be losing. Most exciting, compelling, competitive game of the year. 114
1: to 113. The tank thrown out the window yesterday. The trade, hmm. Three stars, it looks like, coming back from J- for Jimmy Butler. Three stars for the next 10 years for Jimmy Butler. Will this go down as one of the top five or ten trades in the history of Chicago sports? And the arrival, the tank, the trade, the arrival of Zach Levine. He arrived last night, big time. But let's step aside. Let's set the table here for the famous Coast to Coast. Everyone, last night, everyone's hearing about our guy, Nick Friedel.
4: A lot of great writers here. Casey Johnson's covered the, the Bulls for a long time. Our own Nick Friedel.
1: Our own Nick Friedel. We'll with
4: Nick, Nick. Nick. Nick!
1: He's famous. Can I have your autograph, Mr. Freidel?
0: He gave Doris Burke $5. (laughs) Nicely done. (laughs) He got his name mentioned on TV. Now,
1: Nick was probably uh, at the game or uh, not necessarily had the ESPN uh, audio up. Did you get to hear about that? Or had you heard it yet, Nick?
6: That was awesome. That's why Doris is the best.
1: Well, tell you what. (laughs) Let's bring the music down. Felix, let's pop the music all the way down real quiet. Let's give it a nice clean cut. This was early in the game, and uh, ESPN uh, carrying the game coast to coast, giving a shout-out to some of our uh, great Chicago Bulls uh, guys out there
4: a lot of great writers here Casey Johnson has covered the, the Bulls for a long time our own Nick Friedel
1: oh, our own Nick Friedel we
0: had to cut what you said next Nick it wasn't nice
1: <laughs> selective, editing, selective editing by Felix made it sound great no, <laughs> nicely done and congratulations so Nick uh, we've been talking a lot of Bulls so you know Thursday, Friday I'm thinking about All right, what's I'm uh, tapped for Murph and Fred uh, uh, Saturday and well you know what there's not going to be a main theme, probably, a main storyline. Uh, please invite, see if Nick can come on for a few minutes. It's a late game. So, you know, uh, where you're out late. I mean, you're filing your stuff. And, you know, I, and then all of a sudden I'm watching this game last night. And I'm going, we do have a theme. We do have a story for Saturday. This, I said, the most exciting uh, competitive game of the year. For the Bulls, compelling. We learned a lot. The tank, the trade and the breakthrough by Levine uh so many levels here I don't want to steer you into one direction just give us and the fans that maybe were out at a outing with the family or didn't see or catch much or of the was game, shoveling snow shoveling snow uh-huh. or you know hanging out at a having a cheeseburger somewhere Nick just give us a little overview of uh, last night what you saw how you saw it and uh, what it could mean
6: Yeah, Murph, I mean, I've been to a lot of games in that building now over time. That was as pumped up and emotional a game in the regular season aside from maybe that game when the Bulls snapped Miami's 27-game winning streak, as I've seen. I mean, fans were into it from the beginning. I thought the Bulls did a great, great job with that tribute video to Jimmy and Taj. I thought that was very well received. Both of those guys got standing ovations. Tibbs got a standing ovation. Uh, But anybody who thought that this young Bulls team and especially Zach Levine playing against his old team was going to come out and just get their doors blown off. I mean, this is a proud group and it's a credit to Fred Hoiberg and these players that they have come out and they play hard uh, almost every night. Uh, So it was was a really fun atmosphere. Uh, And for so many people within that Bulls organization, because of the way the divorce with Tibbs happened, uh, for the for the Bulls who uh, will be tanking here in short order, guys. <laughs> I mean that 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 is coming. This was this was the tank's last stand uh, last night.
1: Wait, wait 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 What'd you call it?
6: This is the tank's last stand last <laughs> night.
1: <laughs> All right.
6: Uh, I mean this is uh, this was the last game, uh, at least in my opinion, where. Everybody in the organization was on the same page. Try to find a way to win. So this was the last.
0: This was the last game that we'll see a DNP behind uh, Cristiano Felicio's name. <laughs> yeah,
6: Fred, yeah, I mean, <laughs> from here on out, there's always going to be a way to uh, to maneuver and manipulate uh, the the best possible uh, losing team. I mean, all Fred should do in, in, in this case, moving forward, is run out that lineup he had to start the. Uh, the fourth quarter with Archie Diacono yeah. and Nawaba and Valentine and, and Portis and Zipser. I mean, if he, if he rolls them out, I mean, the Bulls will lose every game, no problem. And then, you know, the Felicios and Paynes can play and they're set. But uh, on that aside for a second, uh, this game last night, uh, was a, a re- it had to be a really fun treat for fans because there's a lot of love still for Jimmy Taj and Tibbs, as there should be. Uh, there there was a lot of pride from Fred Hoiberg's group uh, and, and Levine playing the way he did. So all that uh, put together um, the best win of the year for the Bulls, and frankly... One of the best atmospheres I've seen at the United Center in several years.
5: Zach
1: Levine last night, uh, not only a Tomahawk slam dunk, followed by a three-pointer, followed by three consecutive free throws with 18 seconds to go to put the Bulls up, and that'd be the final score by one point. Let's eavesdrop here on a few of the uh, highlights of Levine last night, courtesy of uh, CSPN Television. Three
0: and a half minutes without a field goal. Down
4: five. Minus 15 in the game clock, Levine, wow! So, Carl Anthony Towns and this a horrific closeout.
0: Levine's eyes were at the rim and it looked like it didn't take any
4: effort for him to get there. Now he gets an open look at a three and cans it to tie the game! We're digging this. This is after the monster dunk.
1: Space. The crowd erupts in the background, just as you said, uh, and Nick Friedel. An exciting night. After the game, I was able to catch a few minutes of Will Perdue and uh, Kendall Gill, along with Mark Shanowski. Even though it was on uh, uh, ESPN, they still do that pre and post. And a couple little notes here I'd like you to comment on, uh, Nick Friedel. After the game, uh, Will Perdue says... Uh, who was the last bull who could get to the free throw line, double digits? And he said, well, it was Jimmy Butler. Last night, Fred, what, uh, 11, uh, 10 of 11? 10 of
0: 11 for Levine. And yep. Butler
1: got to 13 the double of 15. Digits. And then, uh, Will Perdue continued, Nick, and he said, he, he said, Levine was, you know, tired, dead tired, but he, he pulled it up, crunched it up, kept playing. He said, that's the sign of a star. Then to wrap it up, Kendall Gill, uh, talking about Levine and Nick. Kendall says, sort of again out of the blue, so don't, don't draw the big parallel, but he goes, I talked to Sam Smith. And he didn't say if he talked to Sam 20 years ago, 20 days ago, or 20 minutes ago. But he says, I talked to Sam Smith. I asked him, what was Michael Jordan's best attribute? What was his strongest suit? And he said, Sam Smith said, first step quickness, which ironically was just what they were talking about, the first step quickness of Levine. Not to draw parallels, don't get me wrong. But Levine last night, he it was a breakout, the whole country song, the Bulls' only national game of the year. Tell us a little more about Levine and, and last night, please.
6: Yeah, Levine, Murph, this is what the Bulls envisioned when they made that deal. I mean, they believed that Zach Levine as he continues rehabbing uh, that ACL injury, and he has a whole summer going into next year uh, to to make his game even better, they believe he's going to turn into an all-star. And he's been really up and down since coming back, and that's also to be expected because uh, anybody coming off an ACL injury, it takes a lot of time to find your rhythm again. Uh, But this was a glimpse of just how good they think he can be. And uh, for me, having watched him in the small doses I have so far this year, I think what uh, has to be uh, a really solid feeling for the Bulls is late in that game, Levine was staying in front of, whether it was Jimmy uh, or, or anybody else he found himself up against defensively. And that's the issue. I mean, offensively, you're right, Murph, with that. the first step that, that Sam was talking about and, and the quickness and athleticism, uh, that part is unbelievable. But the key for Levine in turning his game – Uh, Into another level will be how does he fare on the defensive end? Uh, And last night, I know Jimmy went off for 38 points, but uh, Levine stayed with him late, and that was crucial. And uh, when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do over the summer, uh, this is a game that they'll all look back on and they'll go, okay, uh, you know, just how much are we going to either give this guy or how 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 high are we going to go? if another team signs him to an offer sheet. So it's a a really interesting discussion for the future uh, of the organization over the next few months. But this was the masterpiece uh, that that Zach Levine has now for the rest of time. And I can promise you guys it felt good to him uh, and to Fred to win this game. And as great as they felt, that's how bad Jimmy and Tibbs felt. Uh, Because I know both those guys – Leading up to this one, we're trying to play off the. Oh, it's just another game. It's one of eighty-two. That is completely, completely <laughs> bogus. Yeah, they Nick, wanted this game badly.
0: Nick, you mentioned uh, with Levine and other teams can sign him to an offer, and after making the deal and the plan, the Bulls have in place, they have no choice but to match any offer, right?
6: Right, and th- and that's the that's. I don't know. I want. I don't want to say it's the problem, Freddie. But that's the that's the quandary uh, that the Bulls are in because Zach Levine, with where he's at uh, right now, uh, contractually, uh, I, I just was trading emails with Bobby Marks over the last week or so. The max deal that Zach Levine can sign uh, going into this summer is five years worth one hundred and forty-six million dollars. Now. Uh, is Zach Levine a max player? Well, you know, <laughs> it, 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 you are what the market says you're worth. right? Uh, and whether the Bulls make a deal before it even got to him signing an offer sheet with someone else uh, or, or whether it would take another team to come in and, and force the Bulls' hand, that's that's the number, obviously, he wants. And, and we're going to see just how high that number goes. And, and look, guys, I know what Levine did last night. It was phenomenal. And if you could promise me and uh, that Levine could come out and nobody's going to go score 35 every night, but if he could come out and play at a similar level each night, then I'd have no issue giving him uh, a ton of money. I, I just don't know if I'm the Bulls, uh, if I am willing to commit all that money for a guy who still has a lot of flaws on the defensive end. But, Freddie, to your point, when you make this deal uh, last summer for yeah. Jimmy... You make this deal knowing that Levine's part of your core for a while and you're going to have to pay. So uh, this is one of those games that, as great as you feel, and the Bulls should feel really good about what happened and and how the future looks, uh, the the money issues in the the cap situation uh, that is attached to his deal is going to be a fascinating topic because he's a really, really good player. But if you're paying him top dollar, you're paying him to be your superstar every night uh, on both ends of the floor, and I, I just don't know at this point in his career if, uh, if he's ready for that. But the market is what the market is, and the money will be whatever it will
1: be. Appreciate a few quick minutes here, Nick Friedel, Long night for Nick. On with Murph and Fred right now. Uh, I, I'm not trying. This is not the old game stump, Nick Friedel, because I looked this up. Otherwise, who would have known? But you want to take a guess? How many games this year of the Bulls played where they had Levine, Dunn, and Markkanen all in the starting line, all in the lineup at once?
6: I was going to say three or four. Yes,
1: or... three. Yeah, three exactly. And uh, they are two and one. Uh, they beat Detroit one hundred seven to one hundred five in Levine's first game back. Uh, next, they beat. Uh, Miami, one nineteen to one eleven in a day game on a Monday, uh, Martin Luther King. Then they lost to Golden State. Oh, they—they lost to the Warriors. This, these guys suck. One nineteen to one twelve. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying they're two and one with the big three, and the loss was uh, a respectable loss to Golden State. Uh, is there anything to draw from that, or is that just too uh, small of a, uh, a sample?
6: I think it's too small of a sample right now, Murph, but this is this is why the next two months are so very important for the future of this team. Because for as much promise as they've shown I mean truly I wholeheartedly believe this. It's not on coaches and players to tank. It's on a front office. Uh and if we pop Garum packs with the true serum, the reality is uh, that win last night is is glorious for a lot of people in that organization uh, uh, because of the trade and because of the, the history with Tibbs. If a lot of people had their way moving forward into tonight uh, and into the second half of the year after the break, uh, if the Bulls lost damn near every game from here on out, I think people would be fine with it. They want to develop their younger players. They want marken and, and, and Dunn and Levine to continue to grow but they want to lose. They want to make sure that they are in the top five uh, for the ping pong balls, and and maybe they can catch some luck and uh, elevate themselves even more uh, in a few months during the lottery. But this is uh, the reality of a lot of pro sports. I know you guys were talking about uh, Major League Baseball earlier. I mean, teams tank. This is how you get the picks. Uh, this is the the other side, the ugly side of, of, of how the sausage gets made here. I mean, the Bulls uh, wanted this year to be a year of growth for that core three and a couple other pieces, and Bobby Portis has been very solid, and David Nawaba has been a find uh, off the bench at times, but they wanted to make sure that they were in that top, top tier uh, to, to get the best uh, odds with the ping-pong balls. So. Uh, as great as they may be at times and as solid as they may look, Murph, the reality for the organization is, in the short term, they want to lose a ton. Uh, and it starts tonight, and, and tonight's a perfect example, guys. Levine pl- not playing on the, the second night of a back-to-back, that's decreasing their chances. I know uh, the, the Wizards are certainly without several guys, so who knows. But this is this is dangerous territory because you, you Danger, don't want on, no on, to on.
2: lose, but that's Dang,
6: what they want to happen.
1: Dangerous territory. So you they might, might win. win. <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah, you might win. I mean, really, <laughs> oh. that's, that's the truth. I mean, that is the truth. It's and I know bizarro. a lot. There are fans that will listen to that conversation, guys, and I understand it because I hear from them all the time. They'll say, you want to lose. Are, are you kidding me? You've got You've got a young team that's on the rise trying to find its rhythm. I understand all that. I'm just telling you. The best way to secure one of these top picks, one of the top talents in the draft, is to lose games. It's a tried-and-true tradition in the NBA mm-hmm. and all over pro sports, and uh, that is the plan. You've never heard Gar Pax publicly say, Tank. No. But rest assured, rest assured, guys, they, were, they will be very, very happy. Uh, if if this team goes and loses a bunch of games down the stretch and lands one of these top-tier guys uh, in the draft because they know the top-tier talent, the game-changing ch- uh, talent uh, for years to come uh, is at the top of this draft this year.
0: Let me ask you a question, Nick. Uh, this, is off, this is on last night's game. If I told you that one of the Bulls players had 11 assists and no turnovers, how many guesses would you have to guess huh. before you got to the right guy?
6: About <laughs>
0: and he missed, I know who it he is. Missed, he, missed a triple, he missed
1: a triple-double by two bards.
6: I, 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 I am so incredibly shocked. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm sitting there watching that game. I'm looking at the yeah. the monitor where they've got the stats that, that spit out for the reporters down there on press and I'm going, wait, wait, what? <laughs> uh, Jaron Grant? I mean, A, credit to Jaron Grant. Yeah. I don't believe that he is uh, has a long term future in the league. <laughs> I, I think that when pressure hits, uh, most of the time this year, it has not been a pretty picture for him. But he played his butt off last yep. night, and and he deserves all the credit that comes with that. Uh, I think he he rose to the occasion, and and that's another case. I mean, Freddie, if you're the Bulls and Jaron Grant's going to play like that down the stretch, yeah then you better, you better you run the campaign him. back to the floor. Well, yeah. I, you better I, throw I, Archie Diacono in there all the time. I just because- call him Archie. <laughs> you know, there you go, but I mean, how about Archie Diaco trying to guard Jimmy at the beginning of the fourth? Yeah. Oh my, oh that, that was. Is
1: that the same that was guy? That's not pretty. Is that Archie you're talking about? My yeah. guy, Archie. Okay,
6: uh huh. Uh-huh. so last look, night, I, excuse I, me, i I cannot believe he did that yeah. last night, but but so, good for him.
1: Last night, Levine, uh, they were saying after the game, and uh, played a lot of point guard, and Grant was the off. Guard. is that why he didn't cough it up at all he because he's not he's a turnover machine grant gets in the middle he's boxed in panics throws the ball up in the air over his head like on a playground now he's the off guard was that a coincidence that he had almost a triple double and no turnovers
6: yeah for i mean murph yeah when you're watching jaron grant oh and you're watching that New Orleans game from a couple weeks ago when the Bulls are up 20-plus, and he's just turning the ball over left and right. That is a credit to, to Fred and his staff. Because from from that point forward, you've seen a lot more of Levine taking the ball up. of Markkinen's taking the ball up. There you go. It's like get the ball out of this guy's hands and see yeah. what else can happen because he's just giving right. it away too often. But yeah, okay. Uh, that that wasn't a coincidence uh, that, that that transpired. He
1: can't turn it over if he's not holding it. Is that basically Bingo? It? Okay. Bingo. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, Nick, we'll spring it. Thanks a million. Uh, our Murph and Fred fan focus group Twitter poll is this uh and i wrote this late last night let the record show uh a or b multiple choice question the bulls should begin playing a chris dunn a as soon as he's healthy and out of the concussion uh, protocol or b don't play him at all till next year they're trying to lose now of course it's a joke but it's serious fred brought up earlier in the show what are they going to do, Fred, uh, what, if it's uh, 10 minutes to go and the Bulls are tied in the fourth quarter,
0: right? Yeah, you're going you're to sit there and bench Levine and Markinen and, uh, and Dunn and all these guys and play campaign and Felicio and all. I mean, you can't do that just because the players are going to revolt. Where do you draw the line?
6: Freddie, Freddie, this is this is why it's dangerous territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to, hey, guys, quickly to the point here, uh, this is the balancing act that Fred has now for the last 25, 30 games they have got to make sure that they lose so how do you do that <laughs> yeah
1: don't you play, play done until next year i'm telling you his well, head still
6: hurts a, but Murph, they've got to play him but but this ties into what Freddie's saying. Right. what do you do you play Payne and felicio and zipser a lot earlier in the game and you give them big minutes and you let that lead sink and so even if uh, Levine and Dunn and Mark and they're yeah. on the floor together, mm-hmm. maybe the hole is so big that even they can't crawl out of it.
0: <laughs> I can see it. They'll be, be like, there's 28 games remaining. They'll be like... Fifteen of them, where the Bulls lose at the buzzer because they couldn't come back from the deficit that Felicio and Grant and <laughs> and uh, campaign set up for them. Or
1: they get close and they put Grant back in at point, and Heiberg uh, yells, "Give the ball to Grant! Give the ball to Grant!" <laughs>
0: That's where know things are going to
6: be. Gar will be sitting up there, uh, like uh, uh, very quietly Uh, pumping his fist down below uh, because he knows what's on the line here. They all do.
0: Here's the the only thing I don't want to see: Nick is after the draft on the day of the draft. I don't want to see Michael Porter and Grayson Allen as the two picks the Bulls take in the first round
6: we can't believe they were there uh,
0: yeah exactly <laughs> was shocking. yeah we can't believe they were there one guy was hurt the entire season the other guy has been miserable the only miserable player for duke all year well Nick-
6: oh boy well either way guys <laughs> this this is what i can tell you as, as we roll here the tank is on last night was the perfect send-off but the tank is on and it's gonna be rolling so So grab those helmets and uh, enjoy the ride the next couple
1: months. Nick, you've been to a million NBA games. Have you ever seen a guy in the first row, a fan, have more fun at a game than Scotty Pippen had last
6: night? (laughs) (laughs) My man, Scotty, he enjoys going to those games.
1: He's there with Horace Grant and uh, Ron Harper. Yeah,
6: he's loving it. I love love when they showed him on the screen in the arena. Scotty just... He's just a big, big smile on his face, and he's throwing up the peace side. And he's just living the dream. He's but
5: loving it. Fred,
1: he's, he's got his hands cupped around his mouth like that. He's yelling at one of the players, who obviously he knows, or else they go, who's that guy, that old-timer yelling at me out there? He's yelling at everybody. He's dancing around. I mean, Scotty Pitt, they only put the camera on him a few times, but he's right there, front row, right at center court. I thought he was going out there and start yelling at the ref. And All of a sudden.
0: Get a Team T tea for the Bulls. You see Wiggins and Towns look at uh, Tibbs oh, yeah. or Butler, and they go, who is that guy? Yeah. That's Scotty <laughs> That's Scotty Pippen. You might want to check him out sometime.
1: Uh, great job, Nick. Thanks a million, man. Thanks, Nick. All you
0: guys. See
1: you guys. All right. That's <laughs> our guy, and uh, he is the one the only, Nick Friedel. Thank you, Nick, for joining us. All right. We'll be back in a flash and get back on the baseball beat and uh, vote right now at and our next uh, Twitter poll question at ESPN1000. A
4: little
1: trick with Nick. Nick, Nick, Mo'Vix. banana, Pana, Mo'Vix. Be fine, Nick. Price of tequila's going up. Did
0: you hear that? A gravy shortage. Yep. Go buy it now. Get your tequila. Just like that commercial when the avocados are going, uh... they're back down now. Yeah, prunes are now. Prunes are up.
1: <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just pass.
0: I'll abstain. I'll pass, which is what they would help you do, right? Uh-huh.
1: Murph and Fred on the home stretch. Cubs talk right around the corner. Let's see uh, last half hour trying to exemplify. Where do you draw the line of benching guys? Uh, middle, late in the game, as Fred brought up, or if you're tied with 10 minutes to go, and then what? You bring all the starting Bulls players out, uh, back on the bench and put your campaign out there? I feel like you would need some if they start doing that. But, uh, so what the fans have to vote here? The Bulls? Uh, Chris Dunn, they should A, bring him back as soon as he's off the protocol and he's ready and clear-minded and Or B, just milk it. Bring him back next year. Just let him slowly come back. Why? Do we want to win with him? Oh, no, you got to work him out. He's got to... What the fans say there, uh, Felix
3: Cat. 71% are saying as soon as he's ready. But, but... 29% said... Correct. Uh, They said that not until next season. So you just said 29% were correct. You inadvertently (laughs) said that. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Ah, are. So you agree. No, I don't agree with that. I actually don't agree with (laughs) shutting him down for the season. Our Twitter poll right now.
1: Final one. Vote quickly at ESPN 1000. Should the NBA push back the three-point line? A. Nope. Leave it right where it is. I like it. B. Move it back. C. Move it closer. Vote right now. I got all kind of numbers here, Fred. I don't want to bore everybody with numbers. I'll just say this right now. It's 39% league-wide that you've scored. And a three-pointer. Yeah. All right? It's gone up in the past five years alone from 36.3 to 39.3. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. Yeah. In the percentage increments. How about this? Three-point shots taken per game added together, both teams. All right? It began the three-point arc. Uh, Began in 1979, five shots per game total. Total, (laughs) both teams.
0: Now in two possessions, they could do that. Now there
1: have been a few little uh, tweaks, tweaks. Thank you. Was in or out? But anyway, 1979, year number one, five per game, both teams added together. Ten years later, ten per game. Ten years later, 1998, twenty-five per game. Ten years later, 2008. 36 total per game. So, 10-year increments. Five a game, 10 a game, 26 a game. 10 years ago, 36. You want to know what it is now? 60. Yep. Right.
0: Just keep doing
1: it. And then you hear, you know, there's NBA experts, and uh, uh, we hear a lot of them work here, out here, guests. You know, oh, I love the three-point shot. I'm not saying... Don't take it. No. Oh, how about, you know, I heard someone say it was a three-on-one, and he pulled up and took a three-pointer, and they thought I was bad. Well, that's an old-timey guy. No, uh-huh. that's what he does. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying, move the arc backwards.
0: I got a better one for you. Just paint it over and have none? At a four-point shot.
1: All right, put another arc there you behind go. it.
0: Put another arc behind it. Make put it a four point. Make shot. it
1: like a uh, a bullseye with the bow and arrow in the backyard. <laughs> Have a hey, I'm taking the eight pointer right now. The odds are four percent I'll make it. Do like
0: they did in but one of the eight points. Do like they did in one of the All Star games, I think it wasn't where, where if you yeah. shoot from a certain target on the on the field or on the court, yeah, I remember then that. you get more points. Right. Yeah. Or if you have the gold ball, it's worth twenty. Yeah, and you should definitely if you throw one, <laughs> if you throw one from the other side of half court, it right. should definitely be at least four.
1: So don't say I'm the old timey guy saying uh, not to pull up on a four on one fast break and take the three ball because that's your shot and it's thirty nine forty percent. I'm just move the arc back.
0: Okay? See, I don't mind. I don't mind a guy going three on one and then taking the the no. three point shot. No, it's a shot. But I do mind when. Denzel Valentine is one-on-four and he takes a three-point <laughs> shot. Because now there's no one that can rebound. At least when you're three-on-one and you take a three-pointer, you still have a chance to get a rebound. When you're one-on-four and you uh, take a three-pointer, you better make that. Otherwise, you better go sit down. All right. Exactly. Vote
1: right now at ESPN 1000. All right. Let's take a look at the
0: Cubs here.
1: Uh, Our third uh, tie-breaking vote will be our fine producer uh, today, Felix uh, the Cat Reyes. Reyes? Reyes. I'm sorry, Felix. Felix Reyes. How do do you... uh, Why do I say... Reyes.
0: Reyes. That's that's what I
1: said the third time. I got it (laughs) right. You
0: said it the first and third.
1: Yeah. but then I doubted myself. (laughs) Yes,
0: you did. Okay.
1: (laughs) Cubs? Not improved? And if they get an Arrieta or one of the starting pitchers, they'll be equal to last year. But everyone says the Cubs... But everyone will be better this year because this guy was hurt and that guy will be better. Well, maybe yes.
0: Maybe no. Maybe no. no. Uh
1: Remember many years ago, Reverend Watkins used to call the show and he'd say the Cubs don't have to get better. The other teams just get a little bit worse. But the Cubs haven't gotten better. And the other teams might be getting better. So... Let's look at the eight projected starters on opening day. Outfield: Schwarber, Elmora, Hayward. Infield: Brian Russell, Baez, Rizzo. Catcher: Wilson Contreras. And uh, Fred, let's go through these and one by one. on The count of three. Well, let's go. They're going to get in other words, tr- better or trending or worse? up, better, the same. In other words, you know, flat okay. line. Which, if you hit 60 homers and you had the same, that's great. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So it would be better the same or down, you know, worse, whatever you want to say.
0: So well, why do going- we say up or down? This way we won't say better or worse. Okay.
1: Up, down, or same? Yeah. Same, it could be one, right? If you think the guy's the Right. Up, team. down, or same. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, Felix, you jump in after we, because uh, there'll be enough cacophony here with uh, too many people talking as it is. All right. And then count of three. Kyle Schwarber, will he be? Uh, what do we say? Up, down, or same? Right. Kyle Schwarber, count of three. One, two, three. Up, up. All right. Thanks. Was that Felix? Uh huh. Good job, Felix. That once, was me. If it's a tie, we'll really need you. Okay. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Join him. <laughs>
0: It was perfect, because he did it right after we did. So you heard him, like, following a a trail. Just so you could hear my voice. Right, (laughs) that worked out perfect. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. That's why you're a producer. It worked out great, because we were able to hear you.
1: Lead-off hitter. Albert Almora. Will it be uh, up, down, or same count of three? One, two, three. Same.
0: Same.
1: Same. Oh. Sorry,
0: Albert. Yeah.
1: We're all the same.
0: Yeah, we all said the same.
1: Interesting. Six for, we're all six the same, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Here we go. Jason <laughs> Hayward, if you're listening online down in Arizona, unplug. Jason Hayward, up, down, or same on the count of three. One, two, three, down. Same. Same.
0: I think it'll be same. We're seeing, seeing the real Jason Hayward. Yeah. He's confused now. Everybody's working with him. He's too confused.
1: Let the record show I said down. Yes, you
0: did. All right.
1: He's just had back-to-back two worst years of his career. But Chili Davis will fix him. All
0: sure. Right. He's going to turn him into a switch hitter.
1: Chris Bryant. Injuries last year. F- the finger, uh, the hand, uh, the ankle. Uh, he was tired. Chris Bryant. counted it three. One, two, three. Up. Same. Up. Same. Same. I really think that the he was banged up bad. He could be banged up again. I understand, yeah. but he had a wrist.
0: You learn. The pitchers can actually learn how to pitch him a little he had bit an too. An ankle. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, Felix. You had uh, he had up. I had up. up. All right. Yep. Your starting shortstop. He used to be getting number twenty two. Didn't they? Didn't they change it? Addison Russell, up, down, or same on the count of three. One, two, Three up. Down.
0: Same. <laughs> now we were all different there. Yep. That was
1: the average game. Yeah. The average game, And up and down and the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said
0: up because he couldn't be as he couldn't be as bad at the plate as he was last year. Or, uh, he could be, but I don't think he will. He's
1: still met about uh, twenty-four months ago when you yeah. predicted the thirty home thirty home run guy. He when, got
0: twenty-one, and that's yeah, right. You
3: did predict that.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> Phyllis, what, and you had him. Uh, I had him same. Same. All right. I'd like to see same because I really think. You know, the patella, the uh, plantar fit, fit, fatiitis, he had uh, off the field, it appears. He had something else dinged up. So uh, hopefully those go away and uh, he has a better year. Javi Baez, up, down, or same? One, two, three, up.
0: up. Three. I didn't hear Felix that time. Felix, hey, th- I said up. Oh, three did for three. Yeah. I, I should wait he's till blending. you guys talk yeah, now, right? Yeah.
3: I blend there. Blending, Just that split nah. second there. He's,
0: he's blending. It
1: put you on a seven second delay. Over so we
3: there.
1: all set up for <laughs> hobby. Uh, Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, will it be on the count of three up, down, or same? One, two, three, same. 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 is It's unanimous. Yeah. Yep.
0: Unanimous. He's, he's the most consistent guy they have on their team. I mean, you know. And, and that's not a bad eight. thing at all? No, it's not. Wilson, not when you're hitting great. 33 and 100. Now.
1: Not at all. Same is great for him. Wilson Contreras behind the plate. Up, down, or same. One, two, three. Up. up. Three up. ups.
0: Three ups. Mm-hmm.
1: Seven up, three ups. He really didn't start playing regularly uh, every day until about middle of the season. He really didn't start rolling yeah till middle of the season. He had some lights out stretches. I think the sky's a limit for Wilson Contreras. I do, too. So, of the eight starting players, uh, Schwarber, uh, we sort of leaned towards uh, up. Elmora, we lean towards uh same. Hayward, two same's and me as a uh, down. Bryant, two out of three ups. Fred in the in the same. in the middle, right same. Russell, I believe two same's same's and I had him down. I had him up, I thought. Oh, we had one, two, three. Yeah, Fred yeah. had him up. You're exactly yeah. right. Okay, teeter totter there. So in the middle, averaged out to same. Good. Uh, Baez, did we have three ups?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean. He's going to be every day. He, he has to do one thing. He just has to learn how to not swing at the worst pitches in the world. Yep. Swing at strikes. If he swings at strikes, he'll be fine.
1: But some would say that that'll take away of his aggressiveness.
0: No. Well, well, if that if he doesn't and his power then he's just then he's gonna strike out 150 times. Shirley Davis.
1: Well, he's got a 35 <laughs> guys. Got more work to do. Chili <laughs> Davis will be the biggest help to the Cubs if he <laughs> if he plays right field yeah. and bats fifth. Yeah. Uh, Yes, he will be. And Hayward becomes the hitting coach, Uh which, of course, I don't think anybody would run up and ask him for tips. And uh, uh, Rizzo about the same, which is terrific, and Contreras up. uh, Real quick, now, uh, you were not here last week, Felix. Okay. But, of course, I know you listen
0: every day. Oh, sure. You listen to the podcast. You? You're a Always.
1: P1. A P1.
0: You can even listen to the podcast <laughs> sometimes, because now we put the podcast of the Murph and Fred Show on ESPN Chicago. When that you is correct. Podcasts. Do
1: any listeners have any idea what P1 is? Because I hear it all Every the time. once in a while, they Sylvie do. will they mention no, what it is. No. Does a listener know what a P1 is? No, no. Every
0: once in a while, yeah, the listener, know. Sylvie, will explain it. Oh, okay. All but right. you know what? I just, it, It's not... What I thought it meant, or at least the way Sylvia explains it, I thought it meant in radio dial position one. You're a frequent That's what listener. he says. Yeah, but I,
1: yeah, and you're in
0: the industry. You didn't know what it meant. No, I know what it means. Oh, I'm sorry, but it makes no sense because my dial mine are set in order. In order, mine too. Sequential. Always in order. Right. They're all. I always know where. Right. ESPN 1000 is, and it's at the last one. Right. So am I a P6? Right. Because that's I, where it yeah, that is. That is it is. Like in right. the
1: old days.
0: W- <laughs> you would be a P6. <laughs> I'm a P6. I mean, w- 560 in Milwaukee is my P1. Right. WIND used to be on the left, and Uh-oh. WJJD was on the right. Oh know 520 in Milwaukee was my one, I think. 560
1: is uh, yeah, TMJ. Am, yeah,
0: yeah. Is there, I thought 520 is TMJ, because 560, we can't give here.
1: 620. I listen to the Packers. Sometimes. There you go,
0: six twenty. There's Wayne Larrowy. Yeah, that's what it is. Doing the
1: call, Packers radio. He got, he got.
0: Yeah. Six twenty is my number one. Mm-hmm. So I'm a P one okay. for W for TMJ.
1: I still got, I still got WJJD. Nothing's on it, huh? So last week. Jerry Harrison joined us, all right? Yes, he did. Felix, you're a big Cub fan. Yes. He was talking about as a, he played 16 years, he batted in every position in in the batting order lineup, top to bottom. And I asked him, you know, what's it like to move a young ball player? Put him as a leadoff hitter, meaning Schwarber, when you're like a power hitter. Well, maybe later in your career he said it's better to, you're able to go back and forth. Here's what Jerry Hairston had to say last week uh, about uh, Schwarber. You know, he's a power hitter. used to batting in the guts of the order all his life. Grade school, little league, high school, college, you know, minor leagues. What happens when you try to move him to the leadoff spot?
2: He's looking at a leadoff hitter. I got to attack him. And that's what yep. is hurting Kyle Schwober. So I can't believe the Cubs are even thinking about having him lead leadoff again. That's crazy to me. Stop it. That'd
1: be crazy.
2: That'd
0: yeah. be crazy to bat him leadoff again. Joe's a, Joe's a crazy guy. Wild and crazy guy. Get Jesse's book.
1: I can tell you this.
0: Try not to suck. Inside I fail now.
1: Sources have told me, and I believe it to be 100% true, there's only one person at Clark and Addison that's campaigning for Schwober to leadoff, and that's Joe Madden. I also know that the the pitcher that Theo wants the most is Darvish, whether they get him or not. But I don't know how are am going to stop Joe if Joe says, that's my lineup card. And they go, but the computers last year was wrong. Ivy was wrong. And Jed Hoyer. Is I it Ivy? Yeah. Fred, I found a quote finally. Remember I had lost it? Here's Jed Hoyer from about two months ago in the Tribune quote talking about leadoff every team doesn't have a leadoff hitter, but we definitely saw we definitely saw last year, Jed Hoyer says that for whatever reasons some guys are put in the leadoff spot. And it changes their approach. Yep. And we know who that one some guy is. Schwarz. Yeah. So don't let anyone tell you that Judd Hoyer is saying that oh, you know, uh, uh, we might try it again and we like it, because that ain't true. Back in a flash, Murph and Fred on the home stretch. Glad you're with us. We are ESPN 1000.
2: They're gonna field today.
1: Welcome back. Murph and Fred on the home stretch. Fans have spoken, Fred. Should the NBA move the three-point line? Move it closer. Two percent. Leave it alone and move it back. Well, no contest. Move it farther back. That's what I would vote. Twenty-four percent. Seventy-five. Seventy-four percent. Like it. I like it. Just like it is. All right. Good. I like it where it is,
0: too. That's all right. If you're going to keep it, I, I wouldn't mind getting rid of it. (laughs) <laughs> so thurs- but then again, I'm the old crotchety guy.
1: So Thursday, wait a minute, I thought I was. Yeah,
0: well. <laughs> you are. You're the de facto old crotchety I'd love guy. to see a game, uh, I'd love to see just a game, maybe a preseason game or something like that, played with a no three-point play and see, how, see ah. how the teams do. Ah, you're old, old folky. Yeah. But then, you're on another log on the
1: fire, Grandpa.
0: Also called traveling the way it's supposed to be called, but that's a whole other story. They don't know. No, they don't know. Nobody knows.
1: The announcers last night—they call, were calling, they saying yes, it is when it wasn't, no when it was. Back well, and
0: forth. The refs didn't know. Yeah, uh, the only mistake I caught Doris Burke saying all day is there was one time there was a foul and she goes, "Well, they had a foul to give." She had that no. Yeah, they didn't. They went to the line. <laughs> but anyway, that was. it yeah, should have been. Everybody can make that mistake. Her first tip off. Everybody can make that mistake.
1: That they went to the line, they didn't have one to give. I got to hear this once more.
0: Levine's eyes were at the rim, and it looked like it didn't take any effort for him to get there. Now he gets an open look at a three, and
4: pans it to tie the game. We're digging this. This is after the monster dump, time and space.
0: Ah, what a night for Zach Levine. I love the time and space comment. That was a great one.
1: Highlights their ESPN. Uh, that would be propinquity. You ever look up propinquity?
0: Not it, no. Never looked it up, never used it.
1: Propinquity is the uh, P-R-O-Q-U-I-N-T-Y, just like it sounds. The relation of space and time. Like if uh, you get broadsided by a cab, T-boned over here in the corner, that's bad propinquity, man. Your space and time shouldn't have happened like that. Like like my propinquity Thursday afternoon, I had to go to a, a jewel somewhere, Sure. and I'm sure they're all the same. There's not one cart available. The parking lot's jammed. I go, what's going on? I just ran in for one item. Some ham salad at the deli. I forget. Everyone's buying milk and bread for the big snow. Yeah. What
0: the heck? Come on. Didn't they have bread on Wednesday? Didn't they have enough bread on Wednesday that they were going to make it through Saturday? Not one cart. There was not one cart. That was crazy.
1: Ten deep in the lines. And, And all the food stores, I didn't mean to pick one out. Well, you've got to go to the store, hurry, get the milk and bread. want to thank all of our guests today. Nick Friedel. Which would be Nicky Free. Uh-huh. Nick Friedel. Oh, great job, uh, Felix. Thank you, buddy.
0: And, and I swear, by next week at this time, yeah. there will be a free agent signed. A big-name free agent will sign by this time next week. Don't
1: say a tsunami of signings. No, I won't say that. Maybe a little ripple. A little Maybe. ripple.
0: Maybe.
1: Hey, thanks for listening. I'm going to go for a
0: few beers at the rooftop over at Rock Bottom right thanks now.
1: Thanks for calling Murph and Fred Sands. See you later, everybody.